for Spider-Man. Wealth and fame is ignored. Action is his reward. Look out. Here comes the Spider-Man. This is episode 419 for May 2016 of the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, celebrating 10 years online. It's hard to believe we went online in 2006, and we're still the number one most downloaded Spider-Man podcast on the internet. All right, gang, before we get to our review and satellites, I'd like to ask for your support. Log on to our front page at SpiderManCrawlspace.com. Look for a button on the right-hand side that says Support This Site via PayPal, and you can help us host... 400-plus MP3s up on our server for you to download 24-7. All right, gang, on with the show. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our latest edition. Let's introduce who we have on the panel. We've got George. What's going on, George? A whole lot of notch wearing. <laughs> and we've got JR. What's up, JR? Well, I'm observing a, a tragic event, tragic anniversary this year. What, what, what happened? Right out today. What happened today, on this day, 27 years ago, mm-hmm. I got married. Oh, <laughs> congratulations. Happy anniversary. <laughs> there goes JR talking dirty again. 27 <laughs> years. Wow. I never, did you, do you have a unique proposal or anything or? Uh... Well, yeah, well, I don't know. I was sort of like, uh, I got drunk one night, woke <laughs> up and there was this woman in bed next to me and I said, who the hell are you? And she said, Mrs. Fattinger. So... <laughs> God, Lord. All right, all right. Welcome, JR, and happy anniversary to you, sir. And Zach, what's going on, Zach? Man, I am a, I'm a podcasting fiend. We got three shows over on Spidey Dude, and I'm just making sure all the trains are running on time. Pimp, pimpin', pimpin', pimpin'. <laughs> and what's the sir. name of that website? Uh, Spidey-Dude.com. There you, you got go. the uh, three no, no, podcasts. That's good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You only get two seconds of air time. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. What's going on, Ashley? Oh, what a night. No doubt. (laughs) Little do the listeners know, we've been on the line for an hour trying to connect the internets to work. and Pretty much every little imaginable thing that could go wrong is... It's been going wrong I'm not going to encourage anymore, but it's getting there. It has been Murphy's Law. It's been making an effort. No doubt. Uh, And Mike, what's going on, Mike? Wait, I'm actually here? You're here. Oh, oh physically, okay. <laughs> mentally. We yeah, it's been yeah. The, with one of those things. That's where, funny. Um, it's just like you know, we don't know what's going to happen here in terms of like how people if, are. Gonna if the listeners only knew what it took to make a podcast, it's it's yep. like you don't ask how sausage is made, you don't ask how podcasting's made. Nope. Not <laughs> okay. Uh, what's we've got uh, a couple reviews. Uh, we'll do the first one from the United oh, hey. States. Yeah, hey, Brad. Yeah, real quick. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't mean to interrupt your flow. Okay. Um, but you just. But did. we ought to say thanks to Bailey. Oh yes, mm-hmm. that is true. Michael Bailey. Uh, this latest Skype update uh, kind of canceled Pamela out, so I'm not able to uh, record on the program that I've used for nearly ten years. Uh, Michael Bailey uh, gave me a heads up to MP3 Skype recorder, and he got mm-hmm. us up and running. So I'm using a new program to record this show because the old one it don't work. And several others that I tried did not work, but this one, as recommended by Michael Bailey, add views from the long box, and that's a free pimp ad. And that, is why, yeah. and that is why Michael Bailey is yeah. the real Mike. Yeah. Oh. oh! One right across the other Mike's bow. There, there you go. Don't worry, I'm not offended. 
all good. <laughs> I so again, you got to pay extra for that. Thank, thank you, Mr. Mm-hmm. Bailey. I appreciate that, sir. <laughs> okay, uh, reviews starting in the United States. We've only got one. We've only had one in the United States since March. So, folks, uh, please go on to the the iTunes. And also, didn't but... we, we we missed a month though. Yeah, but anyway, uh, uh, Steve, also... to what? Go ahead. Who's interrupting Sorry, my flow now? <laughs> <laughs> I also want to mention those that are expecting a video podcast this particular month. Um, unfortunately, that's going to be on hiatus for. A yeah, we we think those are dead for for the time being. <laughs> yeah, I can't find a program that will record video anymore. So be happy. So people that are going to still think Ashley and uh, George are the one and the same person. So. <laughs> that is true. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think we should just take a screenshot of the two of them side by side and just be like, bam. All right, we'll do we'll do that at the end of the show. But first, photo manipulation. iTunes yeah. reviews from the United iTunes States. Yes. <laughs> uh, Steve L two and one posted on March twentieth uh, gave us three out of five stars. Not for the faint of heart, he says. A lot of reviewers here complain about the host. The host. All right, there you go. Putting down Spider-Man comics. Spider-Man is not hyphenated, by the way, in this review. How terrible they've become, etc. And their right to complain. It's painful listening to people who are essentially saying this sucked. Unquote. The writer has ruined Spider-Man unhyphenated, and it's terrible, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Along with excessive cursing, over and over again. However. The point those reviewers miss, I thought they were hosts. Okay, the point the reviewers miss is the hosts keep reading Spider-Man on hyphenated. They read him despite... It's like decaffeinated. It's like decaffeinated. It's, 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 it's less jolt for your Spider-Man if there's no hyphenation. Uh, they read him despite the state of his books being because they love the character that much. Is it something I want to hear over and over? Not usually. Too many people on the show question most Wait, definite. not usually so sometimes he wants to so sometimes he wants to sometimes he doesn't are too many hosts on this oh, i'm sorry too many people on the show most definitely but they oh. also cover all the spider books some of the quote unquote reporters okay we're host reviewers and reporters okay <laughs> how many, how many, there's only one actual reporter thank you very much there's only one person that actually went to went to school got a degree <laughs> there's stands only... in front of a microphone and reads for a living even though sometimes he screws that up no no <laughs> i have i have multiple takes anyway some of the quote-unquote reporters are well articulated and some realize that in the end comic books are just for fun not to be taken in large doses Crawl Space is just a great place to hear amateur scholars discuss their favorite mythic hero. JR is technically a professional. He's been published. He has been. He has been. <laughs> okay, yeah, Steve. He's got the recent royalty statement. Oh, what, 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 what do we make off the book, JR? Well, I think we have to buy, I think we have to sell about another ten or twenty thousand uh, before, <laughs> an- before we see any of us see another cent. So oh man, don't think it'll be happening anytime soon. Wow. All right. Well, uh, if you'd like to re- uh, leave a review on iTunes, we haven't had any in April, and uh, feel free to add some. Uh, uh, going uh, across the pond, as they say, to Oi. to the UK. I'm not sure if I read this one from January of 2016. It's real short. I'm going to read it. You uh, probably did. But uh, Bone... You're a terrible person. You neglect our overseas audience so much. Well, it's really hard on Amazon to go through all the different... I mean, on iTunes to find all the different countries. I think I may have a solution for you, but we'll talk about that off panel. All right, cool. Bone, 1980. 
uh, five out of five stars and says it's fantastic. Amazing. Blimey. Yeah, there you go. He goes, it's an amazing show, and it's my favorite bathroom companion. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. Oh, man. Thank you. Well, at least he didn't say well, At least he doesn't feel alone while he's at the... No doubt. Are we, like, motivating him? You can do it! Push harder! You can do it! Uh, anyway, I hopefully there's not being too many reporters or panelists or hosts in your, in your bathroom. Uh, S. James posted in February... Um, subject title, one-sided, but it's great. Uh, four out of five stars. A podcast from people who love Spider-Man. This one did hyphenate Spider-Man. Very nice. As a character, not a franchise. The opinion on this show seems to be quite unanimously that the current Spider-Man output is substandards, to say the least. I happen to agree with them, and so I enjoy the podcast immensely as the presenters... <laughs> reporters hosts presenters hosts there you go particularly george berriman who is in yes he's an engine of truth yes uh, what he's an i in- remember this i remember this he, george yeah. is an yeah and, and we don't an need engine. to inflate this man's ego any more than we already have wow for god's sake i'm just gonna call george the engine throughout this whole hour no just call me the truth engine that's the truth engine <laughs> so there, you know there that's goes. that's right ra- that's racist you know i mean she was Choo-choo. calling you an engine Choo-choo. Oh, oh Lord! Choo-choo, oh Lord! Jr. Here comes the truth. Choo choo! Choo choo! Engine of truth, who corroborates my opinions. I would suggest, however, that to appease the other reviewers, who find the show to be too negative, that someone who is very on board with the current Spider-Man output should be introduced as a presenter. I believe that this would make the podcast even more interesting by turning it into a debate rather than a hate show. As long as that person wasn't regularly attacked too much, maybe get two in. In in fairness, we Mm -hmm. brought in a person. Yeah. We brought in a brand new person to the show a year ago. Yeah. Not even not even really knowing how she would react to the current to to what's going on in, in 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 the books. Mm-hmm. For all we knew, when we brought Ashley, and Ashley could have been like, "This is the greatest shit, shit. I've ever read in my life." Come yeah, on. you know. And George, or, was... pardon me, I, did, I didn't mean to curse again. You know, Douglas isn't going to edit this out. Come no, on, no, it's all right. <laughs> Yet sorry, another Twitter explicit guy. podcast. All right, uh, where was I? I? I'm sorry, Twitter guy that hates Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, where I was, was I? Say, not to be more specific, aren't there more than one of those? Yeah. I do yeah. say hate show with a tongue firmly in my cheek because the comments made on the show are done as with humor, and when something is good, they say it's good. I don't feel bogged down with negativity when listening about the show. Anyway, but it does serve to make me even more depressed about Spider-Man. In fact, I enjoy everything about the show so much, including JR's jaded Eeyore-like apathy yes. and ridiculing of what is and isn't a news story. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. that's because that, Jr. speaks for everyone else on the panel, and oh he's just the only one with the big enough balls to do it. Hey, report! <laughs> so far, we've I'm said the only one senile enough to do it. Ay, ay, ay! All right, where was I? That uh, I I try to listen to every episode. I do this, even though I read Spider-Man in hardcover. And so there are potential spoilers for me every time, but I enjoy listening just too much to miss out. So to conclude, if you like Spider-Man, you should check this out. However, I do think widening the panel with a new viewpoint would grant it a must-listen-to status, no matter which side of the fence you're on. We tried that, and they still didn't like it. <laughs> I know. So, so what do we do? do? I think we have too many people on the podcast, now we need more. 
I think they want someone that loves well, everything. I don't I cuz cuz as of late this latest volume I think is unanimously banned by most <laughs> well, of know, the panel. Well, you know you get you get more favorable uh takes on it on on our front page. That's very true. That's very Both true. of our reviewers have been giving uh much much higher marks to the current books than we have. Yeah, that's on true. On the podcast. That's true. So so uh, the site – if you listen to the podcast, go to the front page of the site, spidermancrawlspace.com, and you can see multiple opinions. Okay, time for reviews. We're doing three issues this episode. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man Volume 4, Number 9, 10, and 11. Uh, Zach will do 9. Mike will do 10. JR will do 11. And then we'll do brief satellite uh, sound-offs of how each book is doing at the moment. Zach, you've got issue nine. Take me through it, sir. All right. Issue number nine. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what. Issue number nine is – it's uh, – what can I say yes. about issue number nine? All right. So uh, issue number nine, volume four. Of course, we need to mention this is volume four, number nine, not to be confused with the first three volumes. Or as I like to say, Amazing Spider-Man 776, if you include point ones. If not, then it's like 758 or something. It's also written by that guy, quote-unquote slot. Art by Captain Old Man Pelvis himself, Cameron Coley. This <laughs> is the Scorpio Rising arc, part one. So we open at the Baxter building. Not because we're looking in on the Fantastic Four. <laughs> oh, no. This is post-Secret Wars. This is the new York headquarters for the bestest company in the whole wide world, Parker Industries. Spider-Man meets Samuel L. Jackson, I mean, sorry, Nick Jr., my daughter's favorite network. In the lobby for reasons. For reasons. Uh, we then shoot, he then shoots a laser beam from his crotch to open the elevator. That, that was part of my nose. Uh, we, we then go to the roof. To oh, get my the God, it does look like that. I didn't, oh, wow. Here, let me look. Let me look at this laser beam. Why am I looking at a laser beam? Holy cow, Spider-Man's got a laser beam on his crotch. <laughs> Thank you. Why didn't he just I'm hit the button? My, I'm a fire in my dong laser. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. I mean, it's explicit already. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we then go to the roof to get in the Arachno rocket. Because this uh, exists. Yes. <laughs> because it's what? What the hell is this? Wow. <sighs> and, and and yes, what it did, and it plays what now, folks? And I think it's going to be a long, yeah, long time. It plays long time. Elton John. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the lowest hanging fruit you can pick when you have a effing rocket. <laughs> well, he did uh, a little self-editing. There you go. Oh, God almighty. All right. Anyway, so to quote my favorite show from the 90s, back to action. What's that from? Power Rangers. Oh, Lord. Oh. Okay. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. You forgot how old we are on this panel. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I used to watch it. <laughs> I took out. Uh, wow. I, I took no. I took my cousin to see the first movie in the theater, but I had a big thing for the Pink Power Ranger back in the day. So. Yeah, it's true. He's still hot. But you digress. Go back to Zach. Go. Anyway, uh, so excuse me. He has Rocket Man playing. So Nick Jr. and Spidey are now in space. Meanwhile, the dastardly fiends, the Zodiac, use the satellites to try to kill Nicky and Spidey. So Nick uses those mother effing satellites in the, that mother effing space. While Spidey tends to the Shield satellite, you know, I don't. Sam Jackson's been in how many Marvel movies? I don't think he's dropped an f bomb. That's got to be a record. That is just that's got to be a record. You're welcome for bringing that up. Very so nice. when Spider-Man tells Nick Jr. to take a long, boring walk, not across America, but across space to the International Space Station. Yeah, 
long, boring walk. Dick move, Wade. Anyway, uh, <laughs> meanwhile, this uh, Spidey decides to jump to Paris. Now, <laughs> he decides to jump for Paris from freaking space. <laughs> what? So <laughs> So it hasn't been this good since Stan and Steve. <laughs> oh, so Lord. Comet is coming through Earth's God. atmosphere. Anna Maria Marconi is talking to David Cameron while her new boy toy walks in. Dr. Living Brain offers a tasty beverage again and then <laughs> freaks out internally because, as we are reminded, Otto is trapped inside the living brain. Mm. Peter sends a distress signal to the London office and makes himself into a web ball, becoming the, the Arachno Comet. How, how, how is webbing going to stop entering Earth's atmosphere? Because comics, okay. Yeah, pretty much. He crashes into the middle of Paris, and Scorpio tells him he doesn't make it to tomorrow. To be continued. Oh, Lord. Okay. All right, so my pro. Yep. Are you making my grade first? Yeah, what's your grade? This issue is prison ass. <laughs> Read a PA for prison ass. PA. Okay. Let's go. Hold on. Hold on. We'll, we'll go around the horn. Um, I, I think we're inventing new letters. Um, so we have one PA. Uh, George, what would you grade it? <laughs> uh, whatever symbol for suck there is, I guess. Uh, no, this was this is an F. This is this was terrible. F. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ashley. I'd say about a C minus. I was a little more generous with this one because I think there were some parts that were actually kind of funny that actually got a laugh out of me, whereas before the humor just completely fell flat. Who are you and what have you done with Ashley? (laughs) Um, uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) And Mike, what's your grade, sir? Formally a C. Formally? Formerly a C. What is it now? As in, it used to be a C, but now it's probably more closer to a C minus. Okay. If I'm being charitable. Okay. Uh, Jr. Well, I was uh, thinking of giving it a C minus, but then after Zach's dramatic retelling, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I'm going to give it a D plus. Mm-hmm. So. Oh. I, I'll, uh, I'll I'll give it. A, I, I agree with Jr. on that. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I understand the poor plot. Oh, I go ahead. I'm, I, but D plus out of me. Uh, let's let's hear Zach's prose. All right. So my pro is the artwork is good. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that's it. I like. I, I the cover is okay. I, I'm not as huge a Ross fan as you are, Brad. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the artwork is good. Yeah. Cam and Coley deserves so much better. And he is from where he's how far when you look at his work now compared to where when he started on the book, I wasn't a Cam and Coley fan. But with this volume in particular, it's like he got himself a good anchor and it really shows um yeah. how far his artwork has come. He's also got himself a good colorist too, because Absolutely. The, the colors that. the colors pop. In mm-hmm. every, every single issue that he does. Mm-hmm. And whoever's doing the coloring has probably done the best job with the stupid fucking eyes. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, that would be oh, Lord, Lord. Lord. Uh, Rossi, I believe. Ramos or Cam and Coley? Who do you guys like? Oh, Cam and Coley all day. Mm-hmm. And, and, and don't get me wrong, Ramos got better yeah. as time mm-hmm. went on, but it felt like he peaked. Yeah. Midway through, like Superior, and then started kind of trailing off towards yeah. the end because I think they kept throwing him kind of 
into the fire as the guy that can get the deadline done because they're falling mm-hmm. behind. Yeah, right. Um, if you give Ramos enough time to to let his artwork at least breathe and not get too kinetic, yeah. How does I, artwork breathe? Figuratively speaking, they're. <laughs> Anybody like Ramos better than Kevin Coley? I do. I think I do too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Ramos is kind of to me. It's kind of to me. Sometimes it gets hard or cold, depending on what 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 kind of issue he's right, yeah. he's illustrating. And I'll also so. say it depends on his anchor too. Mm-hmm. That's any, true. any other pros, Zach? Um, I liked. I, I do kind of like a little bit of the interaction between Nikki and 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 Spidey. Mm-hmm. I do like that a little bit. I just there's some fundamental flaws I have with it. Yeah. Uh, any other pro- uh, uh, let's go around the horn for pros any other pros that were not mentioned yet <laughs> um, um, I'll go ahead Ashley oh I'd say there. I feel like there's a little more transparency with this issue like as far as oh when he's going back into space he's like what the hell am I doing this is Iron Man's thing not me mm-hmm. I'm like mm-hmm. yes you're correct you know, I so why are you doing it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the the one thing that got a laugh out of me was as much you know, as much as we've complained before about all his different like uh, multi purpose uh web fluid types now, like the acid web and all that. And so now that's coming back to bite him and he's like, you know, he doesn't have enough just regular old web fluid to as if that would even feasibly work, but anyways. And he says, is like, you may have just accessorized yourself to death. I'm like, haha. So there is some actual like self-awareness in this issue, which I appreciated. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, this, like, this is just like some really goofy stuff that we've been seeing, which yeah. is, I mean, some people are down for it. It's not really for me. Um, it's just nice to see those things acknowledged. So. Yeah. Any other, what were you going to say, Mike? You had some pros. Um, I was just going to say, um, aside from the art, I do think that in the beginning, initially, it there is kind of a goofiness about this whole thing, yep. almost deliberately so. Which is, which you know, initially I kind of like, okay, I'll I'll go along for the rocket ride, so to speak, for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> That's right. Hey, gross. <laughs> rocket. Oh, yeah. The Iraq rocket, excuse me. The Iraq. Wow. Rocket. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> Didn't we have that on our? Uh, do, do you not think that it's, it's it, one here? <laughs> uh, to me, it, it reads like a, a cartoon more than any sense of danger to Spider-Man. That yeah. is true. He, I do he, he's think, falling I mean, it's towards very Saturday morning cartoon. It's very. Because I, yeah. I remember I mentioned earlier before, like in yeah. the, towards the beginning of this run, this kind of feels like oh, this is Dan Slott's interpretation of the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. It, it well, it, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you know, in the Moreland fight, it, we felt like he was he he was up against the brick wall. With the Juggernaut mm-hmm. fight, we thought, oh man, how's he going to get out of this? The Venom fight in three hundred, he right. he's, he's free falling towards Earth. Oh yeah, and burning up. Do we feel any? Oh man, how's he going to get out of this? There's no tension build up. It's just like oh, mm-hmm. it's like Bugs Bunny was shot in outer space and he's coming back. <laughs> well, and, or or and- Wiley Coyote. And then he sits there and tells Nick, oh, just go walk to the space station. Yeah. <laughs> How the hell is he supposed to walk to the space station? With one eye. Yeah. <laughs> See, what, what, yeah, the, the whole free fall to uh, uh, Paris here that he does. Oh, I actually like Spider Comet. That's actually that sounds like cool. a dirty movie from the 80s. 
Free fall to Perry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something with Willem Dafoe in it. Yeah. <laughs> and Madonna. Madonna. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, with Spidey's free fall to Paris, I mean, at that point, God. it was like, okay, that was the point where you've gone way too far with this thing oh. in terms of stretching credibility here. Because, yeah, it's like we didn't a there with the arachno rocket. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, granted. It's, yeah, he's got the rocket launching out of the back of the building. Okay, whoopee. But when you got to this point where, oh, I'm going to fall through the earth at, you know, how many, like, like mock whatever – and going through 3,000-degree temperatures and all this other stuff and doing calculations. And he just happens to land in the smack hard in the hard in Paris. Oh, and by the way, he's got a siren going for some reasons. But, um, yeah, that was just when I just kind of felt like, okay, you've got – Slot, you yeah. kind of took things a little bit too far way into wacky land at this point. Well, I, mean, I, just, I just can't – I can't stand that he – every time – He's up against a challenge, and granted, I think this is what Slot was going for, in the mm-hmm. fact, okay, let me try this trick up my sleeve. Let me try this trick up my sleeve. Let me try this right. trick. He literally mm-hmm. tried every trick up his sleeve, and it doesn't work intentionally to advance the plot. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the volume, every trick up his sleeve worked. Mm-hmm. Did it not? I mean, he's got this kind of webbing. He's got that kind of webbing. He's got an arachno rocket. He's got a special car. Mm-hmm. He's got all the answers to all of his problems. He's got a suit that can withstand the Earth's temp atmosphere, apparently, yeah. too. Like, yeah. Because he, he mentioned how it's an armored costume, apparently, oh. too. But, oh, everything's an armored even costume that, today. Even mm-hmm. that, though, it, it goes back to – it was the same one of the same issues that you ran into with Superior. It mm-hmm. was always he had a solution for that. Mm-hmm. And I think he's trying to make that somehow, some way fit into – a Peter Parker-driven Spider-Man, when that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, are we, I don't know if I can go to my cons or not yet. They're Douglas, but... We're already on cons. I haven't given my pro. Oh, I'm sorry. I asked if oh. anybody had any more. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, 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 no, my only pro is that uh, Anna is finally dating someone. Uh, apparently, that's uh, that's not a sociopath trapped in a man-child. There you go. <laughs> there you go. She's there dated, you go. She's dated too. Yeah. Um, but you know my 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 notes on my con is yeah. slot tries so damn hard to make Spider-Man this volume of Spider-Man a mix of Fantastic Four Shield and Tony Stark. Yeah. None of this is a Spider-Man story as nope. it is a horrible mashup of everything a Spider-Man story isn't. Oh yeah. Yes, and, I agree. And by the way, does <clears throat> anyone else notice that the god awful spider emblem looks like the Hydra symbol on the spider suit? <laughs> Or am I nuts? The spiders on the, on oh, the when it's going green like that, yeah. No, is it? No, not? when he's coming in reentry, it does look a little like the Hydra symbol. Yeah, mm-hmm. good lord. Okay, so, we we haven't we haven't heard anything out, of Jr. What's some cons out of you, sir? Well, the I mean, obviously, a lot of it's already been said, but I am just really struggling with this dialogue. Yes, it's yeah. just mm-hmm. awful. I mean, the, the the attempts of humor are off; they all fall flat, and then things are said that just just don't make any sense. I mean, Nick Fury, you know, the the one line he says, uh, "Well, you crazy wall hugging spider lover." <laughs> it's, it's like what? <laughs> spider, lo- I, you know, wall hugging spider lover. I just, I that doesn't. You mean that's I mean, not conversational? Not in the slightest. <laughs> you know, the, 
it's just stuff like that. Everything is just it's just it's just belabored. It's awkward. It doesn't work. It's it's yeah. overdone. It's forced. Just um, it's it's very painful. It literally yes. was very painful to read this. And some of it feels like the way like a child would write how he thinks grown up talk. Grown ups talk. Mm-hmm. A lot of it seems like that. You know, Jr. We well, talk- someone whose English is not their native language. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jr. I think we we talked a couple weeks ago, and and uh, this issue, you got it what a week, and it, it it sat on your nightstand for like a week before you read it. Yeah, I think yeah. There, was, there's yeah, this- there's no uh, immediacy to read this. No, no. And and really, I hadn't uh, even picked up issue number eleven, and then I got one of these emails, you know, in, in, in the middle of the night when I'm trying to sleep or whatever. And after I, you know, after I've taken my Metamucil, my Ko Pectate, and my, uh, you know, and and stuff, it's like, Jr., you want to review number eleven? And I went, oh yeah, sure. And then it's like, oh crap, I gotta go get number eleven now because I was in no hurry to do it. It's so. a chore. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it, I just remember during the days of. Um, you know, even well, the first few parts of Sins Past or like Marvel Knights or whatever, just with the first twelve issues. You know, I keep thinking, man, I've got to get to the comic store. I got to pick this up, and it's like, eh, if I get there, I get there. Amazing's yeah. not even uh, when I get my monthly box. It's not the first book I read anymore either. No, it's no. Yeah. Uh, any other cons before we move on? Wait, no. to anybody, to anybody. Adding a soundtrack into it. I mean, Slot does this a lot. Slot, oh, Slot for some reason, thinks he's a director and not a writer. Um, and it, it ties into this whole Marvel thing of – and Mar- Joe Quesada has you know, been wanting to do this for years. He, his, his new approach was, well, these are like movies. Let's, let's do them like movies. And I'm like, no, they're comics. Do them like comics. They're not movies. And you know what's like movies? Movies. Well, and I get that approach on certain books, but not every book has to be a movie. I mean, I enjoyed I enjoyed the Ultimates, reading it in trade, and I enjoyed the style that, that Brian Hitch brought to the title. But it doesn't need to be that way every single time. And I even liked Marvel Knights. I thought it worked in that regard. The first twelve issues that Jr. just brought up. Didn't we have Spider Man singing last arc with the uh, yes. Wrecking Ball? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I had to bring that up. I'm so and then sorry. the auto tune thing earlier. Yeah. In the, in this the volume first issue. And, it's like, yeah. give every, it up, dude. Stop. This is not Dan Slott's dance party. It's like, why, are, why, <laughs> why is the formula? Every single first part has to follow the formula of Spider Man has to start talking about some pop culture reference that's going to date this book three years from freaking now. Yeah. It's just like, why is it even there? Is it there like just to be a pop culture reference? Is it supposed to be ironic? Is it just... Man. Is it supposed to get a chuckle? It doesn't feel in character at all. Again, it's everything a Spider-Man story doesn't need to be. Yeah. yeah. And it's like... And I and when I talk about when we get to satellites, there's, I think there's a very specific reason that they've done the, what they've done. But And it's the reason why I'm sitting here and talking about satellites is because it kind of dovetails towards Miles. The detriment to Peter Parker is is staggering to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's colossal damage done to this character. I'm sorry, Ashley. I didn't mean to. And in this whole arc, there has been a complete lack of any internal conflict. It's all just yes. throwing one cartoony villain after the other, and more, you know, impossible situations and hijinks and silly banter and snark and. Mm-hmm. But there's like, when has he like? When have we seen him like really struggle with something? When have, 
we have seen him have to overcome something. When's he going to struggle with the guy that he killed? <laughs> when's, when's he going to struggle with the fact that he has a, a, a doctorate he didn't earn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when's he going to struggle with that? But honestly, <clears throat> there's so much good material that could be worked with here as far as like the internal conflicts to choose from. Mm-hmm. But they're just completely... Just, <clears throat> it's not the focus at all. And that's what I've always liked about Spider-Man, that you could always get into his head and he'd always... Exactly. Like, you could relate to him. Full compass. Yeah. And you could... I don't know. It was really relatable for me because he, he always... Is- tried to do the best that he could, but he blamed himself when he couldn't. Yeah. And, I don't know, it was just very human. And this is just not... Like, it's just a, a cardboard cutout of a character doing flips and yeah. cartwheels. And but, honestly, I would love, absolutely love, to see somebody... We'll call this a challenge. If there is somebody that is enjoying this book that can legitimately debate what we're talking about. Well, here. it just so happens. We're going to go around the web for this issue. Oh, what a <clears> segue there, Doug. There you go. It's almost like we planned that. Uh, first, let's go to our own website. Uh, Mark, uh, on the front page, gave this issue a B minus. A B minus. And also, Neil gave, let me look what he gave it. He gave it a B. <clears throat> we're going to go around the web and take a look at who had it. Uh, Comics Verse. Let's see what they gave it. Out of five, they gave it four point three stars. So that what's that? An A minus, a B plus, maybe something like that. Yeah. Summary: a- ASM nine would be great, even if the only good thing about it was the return of Gia- Giuseppe Camincoli. Thankfully, the story almost matches his greatness, and we're treated to yet another stellar installment of this series. Oh my God. Oh. I wonder if he used stellar because it takes place in space. Possibly. Uh-huh. <laughs> he says, it's interstellar. It's an interstellar story that's stellar, guys. Oh, it's so great. ASM oh 9 is a book that succeeds because its creators are confident enough to take a wacky concept and make it work. Dan Slott has proven time and again his mastery over the oh, Spider-Man stop, character stop. I can't, I can't. and his universe, I can't. and this I issue can't. is no exception. While it does continue to follow the formulaic approach, we mentioned that, uh-huh. of teaming <laughs> Spider-Man up with another hero and having them go on an adventure in one of Spider-Man's new vehicles, it results in a story that's different than what we've seen before in this series. Okay, Different doesn't mean better. Okay, let's different go over fine. to Dan Slot's mastery. But it does not automatically mean better. <laughs> uh, let's go to Newsarama. Let's see what Newsarama gave it. Uh, I had it here. There it is. Uh, nine out of ten. God. Supercharged oh. <laughs> by the return of Giuseppe Comancoli. ASM is a short but sweet kind of issue. Briskly paced by Dan Slott as he throws set piece after fun set piece at the web slinger. Slot is able to have his cake and eat it too, taking. What does that even? What does that even mean? Slot's able to have his cake and eat it too, and taking bits and pieces. Slot's had so much cake. Stop! Stop! Whoa! 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 Slot is able to have his cake and eat it too, taking bits and pieces of Batman's wonderful toys, and letting the wisecracking Peter Parker play around with rocket ships, web parachutes, and much more. So, in essence, Newsarama is saying, "Hey." This, what, this thing that Dan Slott did of making Spider-Man Batman instead of Spider-Man is awesome. Yeah. 
Slot dedicates a lot of pages to this final action sequence, and it's exciting, although I'd be the first to admit that in terms of plot progression, this issue doesn't actually go that far. Still even so if it's given a nine out of ten. Still even if it's a low calorie in that story department. You can't deny that <laughs> amazing Spider Man has some good clean fun news around. Think, about, think about the scriptures we've heard of these stories. Low calorie, <laughs> don't think. <laughs> don't yeah. think. Doesn't progress. Uh-huh. Just, <laughs> just to enjoy care. the ride. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. The plot's kind of shaky and, and weak, but hey, nine out of ten. I'm sorry, actually. <laughs> Superior. Oh, it's like watch TV. Turn off your brain. Don't think. Yeah. Superior Spider Talk uh, gave it 7.5. ASM 9 gives readers a somewhat familiar story in in outer space, but also captures a lot of fun and fancy that's been missing from the series for a while. Uh, I didn't point this out in my review. This is the second time we've been in space with Spider-Man. Yep. In this writer's same run. When did we go to space last time? Refresh me. Uh, Johnny Storm and the Space Zombies. Oh, yes. that's that's right. I forgot about that. Hence, I wasn't around for that. No, you, uh-huh. you didn't miss anything. And I think Kevin uh-huh. Coley actually drew that issue. Yes, yeah. he did. Okay, last one around the web from IGN. ASM 9, they give it a uh, 8.5, which is a B. It's an epic showcase for Peter Parker and his new status quo. Whatever momentum this series might have lost in the previous issue is instantly reclaimed as Dan Slott and Giuseppe Camoncoli reunite and continue Spider-Man's conflict with Zodiac. This issue is crammed with epic superhero spectacle. No, it's crammed, spect- all right. <laughs> with epic super- superhero spectacle, but it also established the new Scorpio as a credible and unpredictable threat to Peter Parker's growing global empire. Two, Two words that should never be used with Peter Parker. Yep. Global <laughs> Empire. Boom. Thank you, that, George. That, I agree. That, none of these reviewers, that, that, that never causes any of them to slam the brakes and say WTF. <laughs> exactly. By the exactly. way, uh, 4.3 is an 86. Let's, not, <laughs> let's, let's see where he's going. I'm curious about to see let's but, play this out. But, goes. I mean, yeah. Oh. All right. That's around the web on if, that issue. If Uterama gave it a 9 out of 10, that means that CBR probably gave it like a 13 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I looked. CBR did not review this issue. I could not find it anywhere on the site. That is hilarious. Okay. Who's got number 10? Uh, that would be moi. Hit it, sir. And, the reason, and, of course, the reason I say moi is because there's a lot of French spoken uh, in this issue. Paint me like oh, your oh, French girl, Mike. or or <laughs> or su- or would be French because as you know, which we will get into. Uh, <laughs> I love that this is yeah, McNulty and Joyner the, are the ones giving the reviews in this episode because you know we are clones of each other. There you That's go. Right. Okay, okay Ashley so, and I are the same person. So here we are with part two of Scorpio Rising, uh, yes. also written by Dan Slott and illustrated by Giuseppe Kemencoli. And we open where we w- went off with last time with Peter's like all breeding up broken. Um, the Scorpio's got him there, and he's and he specifically says that you know how he knew exactly that Spider-Man would somehow land here. He says, you're out of web fluid. Your armor destroyed. No spider-mobiles or spider-rockets. And he says, there's nothing left to save you. And then Spider-Man retorts, by saying, except my spider spins, spider speed, spider strength, because even if you strip all that other stuff away, I'm still Spider-Man. And he also turns to the, can- to the panel and says, uh, hey, Brad Douglas, you know all those times you complained about all that special webbing? Well, you can suck it. Because then, <laughs> because then he decides to start, he finally just starts, uh, Slot basically remembers that Spider-Man knows some kung fu, thanks to Shang-Chi. And he mm-hmm. does, does pull a little kung fu moves, and he manages to punch... Which- 
Yes. <sighs> Which he introduced himself. What the That's fuck? right. That's true. <laughs> yeah, he finally remembers he knows how to do this. And so Spidey was able to punch um, Scorpio through the hole in the, um, in the Zodiac key, um, knocking him out briefly. And then, Zo- and then Scorpio decides, oh, the best way to handle Spider-Man is to go after civilians. So he blasts a couple of cars. And Spidey panics because he's like because he's out of normal webbing and he can't use uh, the special cartridges because it could kill the pedestrians. Of course, he could use the concrete webbing to latch onto the cars and pull them away, but we'll let that we'll let that go. Um, so he decides the best course of action is to leap in front of the cars and let them land on you land on them. And so he can do his impression impression of Tobey Maguire going "My back, my back" from Spider-Man Two. Um, <laughs> So then Scorpio, he's able to um, – he's again has him down on the ropes when all of a sudden he gets a phone call from God or in this case um, the Gemini twins who are telling him, um, look, you, you can't kill Spider-Man yet because it's not foretold yet. You have to, you have to escape. And speaking of Spider-Man 2 – the crowd decides to line up in front of Spider-Man and says, "You, you know, you know, you mess with one of us, you mess with all, you know, we, you got to get through me and everything, you know." That was Spider-Man one, but nice try. Well, no, it's Spider-Man two also because remember the Spider-Man two, he's on the subway. Yeah, the uh, subway. So it's both Spider-Man and Spider-Man two. So, May, what was the quote when they were throwing um, uh, bricks? You mess with, 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 with one of us. You mess with one of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar thoughts on both movies. Yeah, similar thing. Yeah, which is funny because. Uh, the Green Goblin was also a New Yorker. That's true. <laughs> so anyway, Scorpio decides, you know, he's all pouting because I was winning. And so he gets on a motorcycle and drives off. And meanwhile, we cut to a, a commercial of um, of uh, the upcoming Dead No More in which the rhino and the mysterious man in the red suit, who um, who is not who is not Miles Warren, okay? Even though he probably looks like Miles Warren, it's probably not him. So, you know... Um, so he sends the rhino into, um, into like the Andrew Correctional Facility to break somebody out of, uh, to break uh, Kurt Connors, uh, the lizard, and someone else out of prison. Then we go back to resume our regular program in which we have um, uh, Anna Maria Marconi and uh, the Living Brain, a.k.a. Dr. Octopus, in a flying car, speaking French. In which we find out that Dan Slott uh, translated all that from uh, Google Translate, because um, when Anna Maria say, you know, basically saying, "Oh, merci beaucoup," um, the living brain um, does not make the correct response for "you're welcome" in French. It's actually supposed to be, uh, you know, "j'attendrai," but instead he decides to go with um, a uh, what was it? A vous vous êtes le bon all right, all right. Yeah, I know. I'm showing off a little. What bit. What the hell yeah. happened? Actually, which, which, which? That is actually the form or used for you know welcome. It you're welcome as a form of greeting, but we'll let let that go uh, for now. So that's so, a nerdy, anyway, that's a nerdy nitpick. What's that? It's a nerdy nitpick. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's like we're doing the podcast from a World War II bitchy brothel. We 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 we. Somebody's playing. It's like. Okay. Hey, um, so anyway, so uh, Spidey, um, he basically thanks all the pedestrians for the French people saying, uh, you know, saying that 
Oh, thank you for not looking under my mask, even though, well, technically they don't really have to because it's all shredded and they can see he's a, he's a brown-haired, brown-eyed white guy. So he hops into the flying car and they decide... Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. He has, Slot has Spider-Man uh, yell out, Allons-Y. Allons-Y, exactly. yes. Doctor exactly Who Exactly the way Doctor Who would because Slot can't help himself. Can't help, that's oh. right. He cannot help a Doctor Who reference, which we will get more into, in the, I'm sure, in the next issue um what would slot do with that other shows oh i know yeah so anyway as they as they, as <laughs> a spidey good. annie and anna maria and the living and the superior living brain are flying in their fly are off in their flying car um they realize that um from a spider tracer did uh, spidey planted on scorpio that he's moving really fast and the only way they can move that possibly that fast is through the channel which links paris to london um, and after Spider-Man changes clothes in front of uh, Anna Maria and uh, Doc and um, and Doc Ock admires his body, um, yeah, <laughs> not an exaggeration, by the way. No, it's not. He's like he's he says it's quick to heal, powerful, the ultimate vessel, you know. And he's like, oh, like he's like sizing him up, being like, hey, big guy. Exactly. Out, he's man. Like, well, no, he's got to be. It's got to be like it's got to search first. John's all like, work, click, ick. You know, first, and then he's in, well. Know, body, uh, body. I was going to take it to the to the Family Guy reference of Hey, gosh, how you doing, guy? <laughs> yes. come, come here, Peter. Come closer. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, keep keep right. it moving. So, keep it moving. So they're flying. So in the channel, um, we find out that Scorpio gets recruits new minions by putting on those goofy masks, those zodiac masks off of, on pedestrians, which instantly brainwashes them. Um, into like you know to serve him, uh, Spider Man sort of hacks into the PA system of the channel, telling it, "Don't worry, folks. Spider, I'm here to save the day." Um, so Spider Man, as he's flying towards the train, he's he um you know he's asked he asks Anna Maria how fast this thing, how fast the train is moving because apparently and she says 300 kilometers miles per hour, and Spider Man, Mister Science Major cannot convert that into uh, U.S. metrics, so he has to ask what that is in English, which is 186. And <laughs> People have so to help he, Peter with math now. Great. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Mr. Si- yeah, Mr. Si- even though he made cal- complex calculations during his free fall to Earth, let's not yeah. forget. God. So he can only do calculations as a spider comet. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. When his uh, ass is on fire, he can do math. That's right. <laughs> So then he decides to – he figures, hey, this train's only going 186 miles per hour. He says, no sweat. Well, that's when the ghost of Sir Isaac Newton decides, well, Peter, you violated the laws of classical mechanics last time, and I'm not going to allow it this this point. So when Spidey leaps on the train, he can barely grip on even though it's going 186 miles per hour, despite the fact that you know, in one of those point one issues, he was on top of a plane at 15,000 feet flying well faster than that, but – Oh, well. Yeah. Um, so then Scorpio also gets on the train. He starts shooting at, shooting at hit at Spidey. And Spidey's like barely holding on by three fingers and makes a bunny foo-foo reference. Oh, or a little bunny foo-foo reference. I don't know what, you know, which kind of sounds pretty. You're yes. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, like he said. And then so then Spider-Man, Mr. Science Major, decides, hey, I'll shoot my webbings at him even though it's going directly into the wind. And of course, what do you think happens? It blows back. So Spidey's like, "This oh, Spider-Man's well. kind of dumb, isn't he?" 
Yeah, and so Spider-Man's like thinking, well, since I can't... Are you, are, are you new to the story, Brad? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> And Spider-Man's thinking, well, since I can't get a good, since I can't shoot Scorpio, he yells at Scorpio. I guess you can't get a good shot either, even though Scorpio doesn't need to have to worry about firing energy beams against air currents. That and he's facing the opposite way. Exactly, and so Scorpio again decides, hey, since I tried the last time endangering civilians, I'll do it again. And he blasts the top of the tunnel, and this time the debris is going to fall on. Uh, Anna Marie and Living Brain and so Spider-Man's like oh no I can't save him in time and tells Brain to shield Anna Maria and once again a bunch of rubble flan- lands on Spider-Man's back where he, get, he goes once again goes oh my back my back and gets all knocked out and so Scorpio gets away um, then we go back to another commercial for Dead No More um, this time where we see uh, not Miles Warren <laughs> Uh, breaking out the lizard, and we find out that the other person he sprung was Electro, or, you know, who is, don't you know I'm oh, no longer <laughs> Electro, because he has no powers in now. <laughs> you know I'm Electro. Electro, yes. <laughs> um, so, then we go, so then we go back to, um, back to, back to the channel. It wasn't his and, birthday. You know, and then uh, we go back to uh, Spidey and, and his pals in the channel, and he's saying, oh, Anna Marie is telling him, you better go to the hospital. He says, no, 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 we got to find Scorpio. Even though we know he went to London, we, we don't know where he went. Um, and that's when the living brain basically tells Spider-Man, hey, why were, why were you in their orbit for a click? And Spider-Man's like, oh, because I, we, Fury and I, we went to, oh, yeah, we went to space to deal with the satellites and track the base. And, oh, yeah, okay. And he says... I know where to go, and he tells, and he says, and I quote, "Brain, I am an idiot, and you are one smart robot." Which, and and Brain says, "Affirmative, Doctor Parker." And everyone else reading this comment says, "Affirmative, Living Brain." So we all know, yes. So, so we it's have confer- Peter Parker denigrating himself in this. Issue. Yes, right. Peter Parker admits that he is an idiot, and we all concur. At this yep. point, <laughs> yeah. So and and anyway, so they sent a signal back to the home of of Vernon Jacobs, which is oh my gosh, he fought, Peter just instantly figures out that this must be he must be the Scorpio, and oh, I've had dealings with this. I I totally did not see this coming, and I am in total shock and awe about you know how I. You know, this guy's my chief investor. Oh my! You know, and then apparently also this is this this townhouse. He's got apparently you know like how the uh, apparently he got the same architect who helped design Richard Parker's uh, under secret underground lair in the subway from Amazing Spider-Man Two because you know Scorpio's got this planetarium and this giant underground thing inside of his inside the underneath his house and all this stuff, <coughs> and so then. Spidey's like, well, there's too much here for us to deal with. And so Anna Marie says, well, hey, why don't we just call up everybody in Parker Industries to help you out? And sure enough, they have a, have a holographic conference call of the what Peter calls his genius web um, of all the Parker Industries scientists and all, well, even non-scientists are there basically telling him, like, they're looking things over, and they're finding out that this place has chroniton energy and whatever. And then that's when the Scorpio 
Scorpio decides to interrupt the call. And you know how that thing about we were all kind of wondering, well, how did Parker Industries make so much money even though they were once flat broke? Well, well, it turns out, according to Scorpio, there was some – he says – there was suddenly it's the stock in Parker Industries suddenly spiked on one magic day when everyone else tumbled, and he doesn't know why he doesn't really care. But that's how the Zodiac was able to fund all their research because they were able because they were able to see into the future a day into the future and determine hey this they determine stock picks, and so mm. so yeah I it's see. kind of impl- it's kind of implied that there was some stock market manipulation by somebody. Um, oh, this is so bad. <laughs> yeah, and then so then Scorpio is basically saying, "Yeah, and I can threaten to take it all away with a snap of my fingers," and he literally does snap his fingers, and all the hologram people disappear. Mm. And then Spider Man says, "Well, he says you're wrong. You don't know Peter like I do because he has still has one thing: <coughs> responsibility." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm go- and I'm ready to lose it all just to it means to take you down and that's when and to be continued. So there you go. That should give this guy a clue. I'm willing to screw yeah. this guy's life up real bad if it means taking you down. Mike, yeah. what's Mike, what's your grade? Uh this is probably gonna be like about a D plus. Okay. But, yeah. What was your it's, just, it's, it's lower than your previous one, right? Yeah, it gets progressively okay. lower as Got the start goes on, by the way. Okay, let's uh, go around the horn for uh, grades. Uh, George? F uh, plus, why not? F plus, okay. <laughs> Zach? Uh, this is a D minus. Okay. A JR? solid F plus. JR? I, gi- I give it a D. Uh, Ashley? Are you making fun of me? It was a D until I remembered that line where he's like, oh, yeah, I still have my responsibility. And I'm like, yeah. No, Shut know. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, it's yeah. an F. An F? Okay. F. I'll give it a D plus. I liked it a smidge better. Let's list the pros. Uh, Mike, what's your pros? Um, The art's okay. Mm-hmm. That's That, oh, was, the pro, that was the pro <laughs> from the last one. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. it's pretty much Cam and Coley is... Um, Saving it. Is actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just He's probably not, the only... Yeah. Saving it from an F. At least there wasn't an idiotic spider comment. We didn't have Nick Fury shooting laser beams out of his junk. Yeah. No. <laughs> was it out of Spider-Man's junk or Nick's junk? I think it was Spider-Man's junk. It might be a, might be a bigger beam out of Nick's junk. We just had. We just had Spider-Man who can't do math. And uh, French yeah. that was translated off with Babblefish and um, <laughs> oh, and comma slices, but oh know. yes, that's right. Uh, l- let's list some more pros. I've got one. If I, nobody else does, go ahead. Uh, the I, I I actually like the line. The except my spider sense, spider speed, spider strength. Because even if you strip all that other stuff away, I'm still Spider Man. Yeah, but that gets still ruined later anyway. Because I, I, I know, but at, at, when I was <laughs> when I was originally reading that, I'm like, oh hell yeah, you do. Just take all that shit away, and you you are who we love. Take mm-hmm. it away, and maybe you're coming around that to realize that you don't need that crap. But I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> and, and that actually, you know, when I saw that panel of Spider-Man jumping away, that looks like an Eric Larson jump. I know. I, 
did anybody notice that? Oh, when he's doing that little split thing? Yeah, where yeah, the Zarak panel where he's jumping out of it looks exactly like Larson. Oh, I think, okay, yeah. I think right. Larson did a move like that. Maybe that's just me looking at too much Spider Man. But mm. I liked that line and I liked the line where he punched through the hole of the scorpion key. Mm-hmm. I thought that was neat. So I, I had high hopes in the beginning and it just went to hell. But I I'm gonna I'll list my cons later. Any other pros? I did have one. Okay. I did kind of like the idea of the genius web. It was a little... I think if we were actually having more of a character arc with him, it would show some character growth because before he's always... Like, Peter has always kind of been a bit proud and stubborn about asking other people for help. And if the, you know, character development were actually consistent, you could see this as a moment of... You You can see this as a moment of he's, you know, Mm kind of matured. And has yeah. realized that, you know, I mean, I think need one, some of help, the, yeah. one of the true remarks of intelligence is being able to acknowledge when you need someone's help. And so you could say he's achieved it in this instance, but, you know, we don't have the proper development to back it up. So unfortunately, you know, it it's it good. does fall flat. It's a neat idea. It's a neat Seeing concept. as how he's needed help for the last two volumes, <laughs> that uh, every damn issue, he must be like the smartest guy on the planet now. Yeah, mm. he, he's got Anna Maria this issue. He had Mockingbird and Nick last issue. Yeah, but yeah. like the—that's yeah. kind of the the false side of it. That well, yeah, and that and that's actually one of my biggest cons about this whole thing is like mm-hmm. it in almost every single instance, Spider-Man can't do anything no, no. by himself unless somebody else is there, hell, to help him. Even the average Joe citizen has to help him. Save Even him Anna Maria Marconi has to do math for him. That's right. <laughs> oh my but yeah, God. I think it could be a cool concept if applied to a different situation yeah. where he wasn't already getting help from everyone else under the sun. Quick mm-hmm. question on that web of what was it? Web of experts genius, or whatever? The genius, genius, genius web. web. Yeah. Who web is that experts. spider? Look, I don't know if you guys have it in front of you. That panel of the genius web. Who is that spider-looking character to Spider-Man's immediate right with the That's eyes? The prowler. That's oh, the that's the Prowler. Okay. Yeah. Where's the so cape? He technically, so he technically, <laughs> yeah, so he technically counts as part of the genius. I guess. It, it, thing. I thought it was. Although ca- Mockingbird is in there, so I'm not sure. Wait, With a is she gratuitous a butt shot? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But is Mocking- that does not look like the Prowler. That looks like Scarlet Spider when I read it. Well, that's because the Prowler's new costume has like retractable wings. Uh, yeah, like I guess these I saw I in that. issue two or something, anyway. but. Any other pros before we list the cons? Wait, isn't isn't that like that totally not evil guy in in Shanghai with the scar on his face? Yeah, yeah that's Philip Shane. Yeah, <laughs> it's not King. That. I have a I have a pro. Go ahead. Uh, the plot of all this uh, when when I finally got to the end, I was like, you know that this all would have made more sense if it had been an episode of the old '90s Tick cartoon. Uh, but then that made me realize uh that it shouldn't be a plot for uh for the amazing spider-man and then uh it turned into a con Mm -hmm. can can we can we not see the writing of parker industries coming apart due to the stock illegal stock trading no well yeah i have my own guesses it's obvious what's caused causing the manipulation there it's got to be doc ock because doing his little Hacking business, like he did with the. No, um, I, I, I envisioned it was. I thought it was the Scorpio. Scorpio. No, that looks Scorpio to the just profit. Scorpio just profited off of that. All the fact that he saw into the that he was able to see into the future that the stock was so going to go up, and so and the he just watched. Brain made the company. Okay. Yeah, with that Doc he basically okay. that he purposely caused like a black 
Friday or something with all the rest of the stocks were artificially inflated everything else. Because remember, an issue back in the, in the last end of the last volume, the company was almost on the verge of bankruptcy. Yeah. And so if Doc Ock has been the living brain, he probably would not want to see Parker Industries fall apart yet. So he probably did his whole little yeah. hacking business like he did with the CTV cameras in, in that other issue. Let's move on. That's my guess. Let's move on. Go ahead. Sorry. But, okay, again, it, slot playing the stupid long game. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a point where, where when you play the long game, it works to your advantage, and then it mm-hmm. doesn't work to your If you don't read every single issue... Of mm-hmm. a slot book, <laughs> yes, right. You're, you're going to miss something. I, I I don't think you're missing anything. No, yeah, your long game really shorts your short game, your immediate game. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Jr. We haven't heard anything out of you. Any pros out of you? Not a one. Not a one. I think okay. that's, I guess not that's a one. All. He was yep. thinking, but there was nothing there. Jr. For the pros. Jr. You gave your letter grade, didn't you? Not yet. No, oh, yeah, I did. It was yeah. a D. I gave it it a was D. a D. Yeah, okay. Let's go to the cons. JR, what's your biggest con? Well, again, it's it's all it's it's the dialogue. I mean yep. the the people who are standing around, you know, we stand with Spider Man. And <laughs> <laughs> we 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 know a hero when we see one. Uh, and then the way Scorpio talks, I mean it's like his dialogue I mean he sometimes he talks like a petulant child. He is, uh, yeah. And, and then uh, there are other times like he's like he's trying to be funny or whatever when he s- tells Jim and I, oh, you're creeping me out or or um, I hate you. Yeah, it was like uh, when Jim and I asked him, uh, do you want to win the battle, win the war? I hate you. And it's like, well, I, it, this doesn't sound like us. And, and then, of course, I mean, his dialogue has been the same for about the what the last six to eight months, you know, my destiny, my future, I own this, I will, it's like, it's in the stars, it's, it's like, it's just gibberish, I mean, you know, it's yeah. not even good supervillain monologuing or whatever, it's just gibberish. Uh, I've, I've said before that a lot of Slot's writing feels like it's, like it, like it, like Slot wants it to be manga or anime, mm. and I think that kind of ties in with what you're talking about, JR. That's an insult to some, you know, <laughs> To anime. <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, it, it works, just saying it's, I know Slot uh, gets influenced or watches a lot of that, and so... Mm-hmm. I, I think I I think yeah. he tries to adapt that pacing. Yeah. Yeah. It, but yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. I mean it's very painful. And to be honest, I don't understand what's going. I mean, I'm not the I, I'm not that science literate, but I don't think that I'm that science illiterate. But I really can't follow the plots. I really can't follow the science in any of this. I mean, they he's making it up yeah, as it goes. Up, he's so. making it up as it goes along. Here. You're not. Well, I mean, to think. Remember, there's no well, logic I mean, to it. But comic book, I mean, but yeah, yeah, there you go. I mean, co- you know, comic book science, as long as it has its own internal logic, is is still, yeah. you know, fine. But I mean, I'm just really not following uh, the plot. I'm not following how anything works. Um, yeah. You know, like I, I didn't. For instance, I know, I by a spider can climb walls and swing webs and create rockets and and create webs. And become a freaking comet. Be a comet. <laughs> be a yeah, just. Uh, Without injury. Without injury, yes. Without dying and spontaneously <laughs> combusting and bursting into flames and being nothing but a sack of bones. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay because armor. 
Oh my oh, god! The, not to not to leave the, the fact that he could have destroyed Paris by the fact mere fact of landing and caused like a massive crater when his yes. when, when he hit. Hey, hey Horn, Horn a sec! When you that could have been created by his mere essence. Horn a sec! Right. When you listen to this later, please quote sack of bones. All right, ah. go ahead. Well, I mean, here here's an example, yeah. and it's like for example, they're in the flying car, okay? Yeah, and yeah. he's going faster than we are. I, we're in France. Can you go faster than 100 miles an hour? And then they decide to go into the channel. And yeah. it's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why do they have to go into a subterranean tunnel when they've got a flying car? Why don't they just meet him on the other side or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, what? You're not Where's supposed only, to think uh, in these, JR. Oh, my gosh, I mean, it, It's not supposed to be like, where can we go more than 100 miles an hour? Well, you know, right, the, the way we're doing it. Through the air, you know, no, <laughs> I'm supposed to recognize Dan Slott's mm. genius and get oh, over your, your own self. We have to go through the other. Uh, yeah. So that that's the kind of stuff that's I'm thinking. Funny. And, and the whole thing, like the issues that go with bouncing off the satellites and stuff. I mean, I really didn't understand any of it. So, anyway. Because I, at least in the past, with other writers, and I hate. Look, I don't. If those that think that we just enjoy pissing on slot, we don't. No, we, we want actually. We want to love this book. That, yeah, yeah, we want to love this book. Yeah, but when in the past other writers have attempted to try to ground whatever science that they're working on in some reality, mm-hmm. it's like picking things up that don't even. That don't have a logic to it. I mean, you could take something that is somewhat logical and put a spin on it. And he tried to do that with, like, with webware, but it kind of fell flat. Mm-hmm. But with all of this, it, it, the fact that between from one issue to the next, there is no logic in the in yeah. in his science. What, one thing I noticed when I was reading this, it's almost like when Slot was at the computer writing up the script, he had his television on beside him, and he was watching Spider-Man Two. And then mm-hmm. he the, the the that movie wrapped up and it just so happens the Wolverine came on because the the throw <laughs> right. the throw the throwing right. of, the throwing of the bricks and you mess with all of us you mess with uh, the, anyway and then uh the infamous Wolverine scene when he's fighting on a train where he jumps yep. and yeah it j- just but if he's watching Spider-Man 2 he also had a train scene there Oh yeah there's a <laughs> there's a train didn't think about that there's a train scene there also Oh, I, I just envisioned that it, it, next to him as he was watch, uh, typing up a script. Uh, yeah. But, okay, you have – from one issue, he is putting up advanced calculations in his head so much so that he's becoming a comet. The next issue, he can't even convert the U.S. – from the U.S. standards – system to the metric, the metric system. system no are you effing kidding me <laughs> which is also the fact to tell him because as as a um, science major and you know he should know this stuff because that's the kind of stuff scientists have to study you know part of their study because that is it, the universal measurement it's funny system. as as longtime spider-man fans we we are we uh, at least i object to this character being so far off as default and to to take the and a thing that we've seen for fifty years of a smart Peter Parker that can think on the fly, etc. Mm-hmm. These little things are just standing out to us how even more out of character he is. Right. I think in defense yeah. of that whole little transaction right there, I think the purpose of it is to communicate to the audience, you know, who might not be familiar with the metric system, it would just oh, be yeah. communicated to them. 
However, is, it's done in a way that detracts from the character. And yeah. It could, well, yeah, it could have I mean, done like he could have been like, okay, so about like it could have been done differently without him making making him seem. It's like another example of hey, I need help. Hey, I need right. help. Help me. Help, help me. Help me. I need help to do basic math. Spider-Man. It, it, he needed a tutor sl- for this issue. And <laughs> slot. Spider-Man. He's not a loner anymore because he has to depend on every mm-hmm. other. He's a global empire. That's yes, right. That, that, and he, he has to depend on every other character in the book to help him along with Including not, the not, reader to uh, buy the book. <laughs> it's like, well, it's yeah. like, come on, man. Yeah. This is a guy that in, at 15 years old figured out a polymer that mimicked webbing of a spider. He created an apparatus that shoots the webbing from his wrists. The character this guy, at this point could not build the web shooters. He without could, he a committee, his elbow from his asshole right now. <laughs> he, right. With, I mean, and this is a this is a guy. This is also this was a character who once upon a time prided the fa- prided over the fact that he was independent and the fact yep. that he you know that he could do things on on his on his own and everything that he could yep. you know to quote from Spider Man that he's a guy who wants to make it on his own steam. Yeah, and this is a guy thing. who does not want to do with that. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go, are, are you done? Yeah. Okay. No, it's like one of the biggest points of his character that has been emphasized like throughout so many different iterations and interpretations is that he wants to protect the people close to him and not let them get hurt because of their affiliation with Spider-Man. So he tries to keep mm. Spider-Man as distant from his yes. personal life as possible. Yes. But here, he's bringing in so many people. He's got Anna. He's got his entire company yes. who could be jeopardized because they're involved just through their line of work with directly with Spider-Man. It's very, very, doesn't weigh his conscience at all. We never see that. Very good point. Very good point. He, he yeah. always, in the early issues, I'm worried about if they, they'll affect Aunt May. I'm worried about it. I don't, the loved ones near me, Betty Brandt and Mary Jane, it, he doesn't care. I'm willing to lose it all. I'm about to lose this global empire. Come on down in the flames with me. Well, mm-hmm. and, and my other thing is, too, this is a guy that you know that you have evil, evil corporate empires like with rocks on. You don't have a team of lawyers vetting every single major investor that is investing in your company just for the PR, um, uh, preventing bad PR to become become part of your company. Oh I yeah, mean, I mean the, the the absolute logic behind or lack yeah. of logic in that regard. It's like, oh, this guy has a ton of money. Well, this guy may be a absolutely murdering psychopath from a from a third world country. That's how he got to his millions, but he's willing to invest in your company. What? <laughs> and, 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 and I, go ahead, Ashley. Uh, yeah, just... I guess we haven't really officially transitioned to the cons yet, but... Yeah, we were on the cons. One. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, uh, that ship set sail a long time ago. Yeah. But, um... About how his company got started to begin with, arguably, not even arguably, that, that's like the one thing he really has going for him in this arc, that he's got Parker Industries off the ground and it's a global company and he's the CEO and he's super successful. And we find out this isn't even because of his own work. Once again, yeah. it was some random, like literal, just uh, twist of fate that this one guy happened to be able to look into the future and see the stocks and, you know, capitalize on that. Yeah, it goes back to my statement when we first found out about that Peter was going to be this rich, successful Parker Industries guy. And what I said is like, oh, 
President Barack Obama, when he said, you, if you got a business, you didn't build that, he might as well have been talking about Peter Parker because, mm-hmm. you know, because, and once again, this kind of reiterates that whole point, the fact that we find out, oh, yeah, because your stocks just magically went up. Yeah. And yeah. when everyone else now, went Peter's, down. Peter's not part of the 1%. only. Peter's not part of the 1%, work. only the people that work in his company. Remember, because yeah, he only, exactly. he only mm. makes mid-manager. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Ashley. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. And the, just everything with his company, he just runs it so horribly. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to blow off these boring board meetings. Who cares about those? Just like... Stupid business. And then he wants to go on the last panel and say, I still have my responsibility. I'm like, no, no, just fire your stupid ass. Let's let's keep it going. I think we'll end on uh, stupid ass. Uh, Well, I I, I did want to say. Okay, go ahead. Real quick, everybody. Go ahead, Ashley. We're crook. Okay. Um, Going off what JR was saying earlier about the dialogue, does anyone notice, like, these characters could probably all just be interchanged with one another and mm-hmm. there'd be no difference. There's no distinction between no. the characters. Like, honestly, take what's her name? Lutane, his, his Chinese L- girlfriend. L- L- Lutane clan. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Is the iron word you mean? Yeah. I can't even <laughs> Wow. But no, his Chinese girlfriend. Um, and the, or Lien. Lien. It was Lien. Yeah, but, okay. Lien, Anna, and Mockingbird. What is the difference between them? They're all like really pretentious, snarky, yeah. hyper intelligent women that all have like the same conversation style, same kind of like humor style, everything. They're literally like the same character except for a few bits of design and I guess overall presentation. But they all act the same, they all talk the same, and I'm just so sick of it. Okay, we're going to go around the web for this issue. Uh, we'll do our two reviewers on the front page. Mark uh, gave it an A minus. Uh, he said, for the first time in a while, this felt like a Spider-Man story, not a Moon Knight, not even an Iron Man story. Spider-Man. I think it had a lot to do with the fact that Peter Parker was not really in the story. It was all Spidey. None of the complaints that I've had with the existing storyline are in the comic. Sure, he owns a global company, but he's not a douchebag about it. Sure, he has gadgets galore, but kind of—he's kind of default douchebag. <laughs> sure, he has gadgets galore, but he can't use them. The Spidey we know and love is back, at least for one issue. That quote at the top of this post says well. So that's Mark's. Let me go to Neil's. Uh, he, so we have an E-minus out of Mark. We have what did Neil give it? Let me pull it up. If my website would respond, here we go. Um, uh, Neil gives it a B plus. Overall, it's fairly obvious that this is a, a slot setup issue for the finale, but at least it's a decent setup. There were some <clears> things that could have been done better, but the long stretch things come out far better than it could, imp- could have been anticipated considering Dan Slott's track record. Uh, we're going to go to Majorspoilers.com. Uh, they give this one... Uh, let's see. Actually, like Major Spoilers is a site. You do? I've never. I don't think I've ever been there. They give it four out of five oh, st- stars. Uh, in short, ASM Ten is a good one, featuring character work perfectly foiled into a high-speed plot. Some smart Spider-Man moves, cool Spider-Man quips, and a couple of "How does he take that much punishment?" moments delivered with excellent art. Four out of five. This uh, run of Spider-Man is as good as the book has been in fifteen years or more. That makes my appendix scar hurt. So good that I'm actually looking forward to the incoming uh, summer crossover shenanigans. Okay, uh, major spoilers. Is that like your Harry Potter scar now? Comicosity.com gives this one a 9 out of 10. 
ASM 10 is a great chapter in what has been a really interesting arc. Peter versus the Zodiac is coming to a head, and I'll be there for the grand finale. This creative team is firing on all cylinders, and ASM is in really good <laughs> hands. Okay. Uh, we've got comicverse.com. Let me scroll down. 4.5 out of 5, they give it. Uh, let's see if there's a summation. It's ASM 10 is another home run for, for a creative team that's been on fire. <laughs> Coming down to the planet Earth, if you will. No, I, I added yeah. that. A spider comet! <laughs> a spider comet! Dan Slott continues to build drama into the conflict between Spider-Man and Scorpion with twists and turns that have managed to keep their feud compelling over the what better... What were the twists and turns? Well, the, we, I, th- no, I think some of these well, people... Well, the twists and turns were in the channel, maybe. Well, on, I I, well the, the, I, twist, the twist is that the Scorpion <laughs> guy is on the Parker board. I'll give him that. Okay, I can see that. There's no easy find out in issue five, but yeah, don't go ahead. That's no easy yeah. feat, but Slot pulls it off with grace. There are a couple of scenes that slow down the pace of the issue. The tremendous art of Giuseppe Chemicoli ensures that there's always something pretty to look at on the page. Overall, this is a fun, exciting installment of a great series. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, we have a Superior Spider Talk gives it an eight out of ten. Uh, ASM 10 is a marked improvement for this series as it fu- fully utilizes all the elements that have made Spider-Man fun to read over the years while successfully embracing the newest additions uh, afforded by the status quo. Uh, Cam and Coley has never been better, look, especially with the support of Marty Garcia's psychedelic yet groovy coloring. Slot even manages to introduce a twist that would allow him to undo all the changes without dragging Peter down with them. To this, to that point, this issue is a nail-biting, penultimate chapter in the first major storyline of the all-new, all-different Amazing Spider-Man. And oh, but do don't I, worry. They're, they're going to change their tune right have I, quick. Have I done uh, major spoilers? <laughs> did I already do that one? I think I did. I think I did. Uh-huh. Okay. And we have, uh, we're moving on to issue number 11 with JR. Take me through this latest issue, JR. Uh, all right, <laughs> issue number eleven. All yes, right. sir. All right, we start off with the dude that Marvel wants you to think is Nick Fury because of the movies, but who wasn't the <laughs> Nick Fury of the Marvel universe until the last five years or so. Okay, he's on the International Space Station, but he can't call Earth because he has exceeded the limits of his data plan. <laughs> all right. So now all of Spider-Man's ghost friends that we saw last issue are trying to find Scorpio and figure out, you know, where his evil and diabolical plan is going to take place. But it turns out that everybody else has exceeded their data plan as well. And Peter is hanging out in, with Mockingbird in London because either, one, Marvel has plans for the two of them to start screwing, or, two, they want to promote the Shield, the spinoff S.H.I.E.L.D. series that features Mockingbird starring Adrienne, I suck so bad as Wonder Woman, that pilot is there... That pilot is buried in some vault somewhere, and more people are going to have seen Roger Corman's Fantastic Four movie than this piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Twitter guy. (laughs) Anyway, Zodiac and his group of weirdos who are wearing crustaceans on their heads are also in London. And Zodiac is spouting some sort of evil bad guy gibberish that makes no sense whatsoever. It's it's like Star Trek uh, techno babble. Uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation techno babble. No, to sorry. be more specific, I'm so sorry. Anyway, it's like a, it's like he's Claw from Inspector Gadget. 
Yeah. Without the cat. <laughs> keep plowing, JR. Keep plowing. Well, anyway, anyway, anyway. So Zodiac, or Scorpio zaps this MacGuffin that he's been chasing <laughs> after all, for all these issues with the Zodiac key. And all the Zodiac constellations appear in the sky, and everybody thinks that the world is going to end. But then Spidey and his rocket rangers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mockingbird, the living brain, and Anna Maria Marconi in a rocket ship all fall from the sky and start kicking ass. And we learn that even though Fake Fury used up all his data plan, he was able to send a signal by Morse code and tell Spidey and his rocket rangers where Scorpio was. <laughs> so, it's a giant laser pointer, by the way, that's, uh, that he just, that's conveniently on the station. Man, <laughs> well, man. Scorpio zaps everybody, spouts more evil supervillain gibberish, and then Spidey does even more cross-promotion for the Disney Empire by calling it monologuing and referencing the Incredibles and Pixar. So, <laughs> yep. Don't forget anyway. he, referenced, he referenced big time. Yeah, oh, that's, yes, true. That's, that's true. true. Yep. And we find out that the big Zodiac key, it really is a key that opens a big door, and Scorpio reveals himself to be Vernon Jacob's Fury. Vernon Jacob's Fury. And that absolutely means nothing to Spider-Man. He doesn't say, wait a minute, wait a minute, (laughs) Nick's brother, Nick's uncle, wait, wait, Fury, is that a coincidence? And haven't you guys been saying that Scorpio is a Fury all along? You know, I mean. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite familiar with this part of the the continuity, you know, Marvel continuity, but you guys. Have well, the original seen. Scorpio was Nick Fury's brother. Okay. Actually, so, the original so which, Scorpio which... was a life model decoy of Scorpio's brother. So, who is he no, related no, 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 to? No, no, Nick. Nick He's supposed to be the grandson, grandson of Jacob Fury. I guess the grandson of Nick Fury's brother. Yes, so Nick Fury's great. Oh Nick Lord, Fury's great, great uncle. Did, did yeah, I have to read it, a Twitter feed to figure that out? I don't understand that, what, that, where that was explained. But go ahead. A flow chart? Go, yeah, go ahead, JR. Like that that yeah. was a, that was a CBR Forms exclusive, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing is, though, he says that, and then Spider-Man doesn't say, well, wait a minute, and so that the guy can at least explain who yeah. he is. And, the, and you know, Spider-Man so was essentially... Reader, yeah. Oh, go the, ahead. I was going to say The reader is saying, wait a minute. The reader is saying, wait a minute. Fury, is he related to Nick Fury or somehow? You know, but we don't get any explanation. So, We, you know, we don't care and, either, for that matter. Yeah. So anyway, so Scorpio walks through this door and everything is bathed in a white light. Okay. And this whole thing has been about so he can look one year into the future. It's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I mean... Everybody's got, you know, everybody and his brother's got a time machine, you know, or can can slingshot around the sun or something or other. And this whole thing about the Scorpio key is just so he can see one year into the future. And basically all he does is give away the plot lines for the next year. <laughs> and which sounds more interesting than what's going on now. Which is funny, know? after he reads what's happening in the next year, the, the spider caption under all that is, this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> I think is ironic. <laughs> well done. Man. Well, well done, whoever put that together. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is this bad. Is bad. <laughs> even, the, even, the, even the book's saying it now. Yep. 
Go ahead. So I mean, I'm okay. I'm glad to, you know, I'm glad that you know Norman or is going to come back or Hush or whatever he calls himself nowadays. Jr. Let's read. The, I've got it in front of oh, me. If you don't, what? Oh, what, sure. what they, oh, no, I got it right. I got okay. it right in front of me because T- tell I tell me always, what's coming up in the next year. I mean, I'm not the credible Hulk who always <laughs> cites his sources, of course. <laughs> but you know, at least I do have this. Anyway, he says, "Ah, oh, Regent." You know, which, of course, you know, the villain that absolutely everybody wanted to see again. Heroes because you demanded other, it. Heroes at each other's throats. Civil oh, War. Oh, gee, Civil War to add. Whoops, <laughs> New You, you know, which probably is, you know, I don't know. My, my guess is maybe that's the answer to how Secret Wars really affected this universe or something or other. And see, that's why I always thought that the thing about the stock was, because... That it, didn't somebody speculate once that it, when Reed Richards recreated the universe that this is something he did for Peter Parker? You know, and on the fourth day, Reed Richards made the stock go up. Yes, <laughs> the see would have been all over that in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that you know, if, yeah, Parker Industry stock shoots up every er, the whole in in tan in in opposition or tangent to the rest of the market. It's like yeah, the SEC would have been on that in a, in a, you know mm. in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Norman Osborn, so that's where you've been hiding. Monsters on the Rise, which I think is a reference to them. They say they're going to bring back the old Marvel monsters like Fing Fang Foom and whatever. That. Sky Spears, I have absolutely no idea what that that's is. That's referring to the Inhumans. Unless that's some oh. kind of broccoli or something or cauliflower. Yeah. The rise. Inhumans, okay. The Inhumans, which of course got their movie canceled because nobody wanted to see an Inhumans movie in the first place. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and Otto Octavius. Well, that explains everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's it. Where do you think so we, Nor- Where do you think Norman's been hiding? Any Any I speculation? Okay. No, I no idea. No idea because there's no like I like I've complained for the last few years actually ever actually ever since big time slot's not fair with his mysteries yeah. i mean his clues aren't consistent i mean it's yeah. it's like you know the green goblin that we saw at the end of um you know the the the, the superior art could not have been norman osborne because he sure as hell didn't talk like norman osborne yeah. he didn't act like norman osborne you know so anyway so anyway so we, so we get the plot lines for the next year all right so then spider-man says Hey, remember that Star Trek episode from the first season called The Alternative Factor, which was a really crappy episode, but it ended with Captain Kirk kicking the bad guy's ass into another dimension and then trapping him in it. That's what I'm going to do to you. (laughs) So he pushes pushes Scorpio further into the dimension, locks the door, traps him, and we all ask, this is what the last six months have been working toward? Yeah. This... Well, Mockingbird takes the key and the other toys back to S.H.I.E.L.D., but decides to flirt with Spider-Man, which validates one of my theories about Marvel wanting them to screw. And if we didn't get <laughs> wow, the... Me- wow, wow. And if we didn't get the message by her less-than-subtle flirtation, Anna Maria then spells it out for us, just like everybody used to spell out how wonderful Carly Cooper was, you know? <laughs> so it's like, so if we don't get this overt flirtate, the, the thing with the flirtation, then Anna Maria says, oh, she likes you. <laughs> but, well, yeah, all right. So, but then Anna Maria decides to fake flirt with Spidey to make Mockingbird jealous, and the living brain, which we know is where Doc Ock's consciousness is, decides he's had enough of this shit, and it's time <laughs> to make his superior return. 
And next issue, it looks like the Avengers will show up because, duh, they have an effing movie coming out, which is actually <laughs> called Captain America. We also see that Timothy Dalton and Mary Jane. <laughs> I'm looking at the image. That's Timothy Dalton, damn right. <laughs> and the villain no one wanted back, Regent. Yep. And here we are at the end, and it, this issue sucked because there are no pictures of Haley Atwell anywhere. Mm. So You're great, sir. That is it, D minus. D minus. Okay, Jr. I mean, George. F. Dang, three Fs out of you, sir. Triple F kind of night. Triple F night. All right, Ashley. F. Ooh. Uh, Zach. F this up the ass. Wow. <laughs> Mike. D minus. I'm channeling my spirit <clears throat> animal, Kevin Cushing, tonight. Man, okay? man. On the night where we're supposed to behave. Yeah, no yes, doubt. D, D out of me also. Very lackluster. Very lackluster. Mm-hmm. Let's go around the web. Uh, let's see. It would help if I had these up. That's what she said. Let's see. So far, we just have um, Mark's review up on the site right now. Let's see. I think he gave it a B or an A. He, he's liking this arc a lot better than we are. Let's see. But we're, just, we're, we're, we're all just... Crawl space is just negative. Oh, I take that back. He gave it a C plus. Um, he says, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I liked it more than I disliked it. So I'll give it a C plus. Uh, that's pretty funny. Um, let's go. Sounds I've got like something Rodney Dangerfield would say. Hey, you know, I, I didn't, didn't like it. it. I didn't like it. I didn't love it. I'll give it a C plus. CBR has not reviewed the uh, first two parts of this arc, but they, they did review issue number 11. They gave it four out of five. Of course hmm. they did. They said it's um, ASM 11 is another great installment in a must-read series. <laughs> Slot. Cameron Coley and Smith give us a fun new take on Peter Parker and the company that reminds us yet again that you can change the character's overall status quo without losing drama or good storytelling. <laughs> as long okay. as the, as huh. long as the stories are good, I'll happily remain on board. That's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. Wow. Okay. Are you the old? You're officially the old lady from the from the uh, Geico commercials. I'm the old lady from the Wendy's commercial. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Let's go over Can't to. Com- slot, where's the beef? Where's <laughs> comicsverse.com gave this three point eight out of five. They said, uh, "Let's see. Let me get to their summation at the bottom." After the incredibly cool battle between Spider-Man and Scorpio on a speeding train from last issue, it is unlikely that the creative team behind Amazing Spider-Man will be able to top themselves. (laughs) Instead, they went the other direction entirely and delivered a pretty bare-bones, straightforward wrap-up issue. It's unfortunate because one of the hallmarks of this series has been amazing set pieces. This certainly isn't a bad issue by any means. It's just disappointing given how great the series has been. Dan Slott has been teasing a number of plot developments for a while now, and the end of this issue suggests interesting things to come. This arc may have been ended well, but there's little reason to believe this usually stellar creative team won't be packing a punch next time. What was the grade again? They gave it a 3.8 out of 5. 3.8 out of 5. Okay, and... if you're giving that a number grade, that is... Where's I say you're having you're having more trouble than Spidey and confronting. <laughs> we, we need Anna Maria Marconi for this. Uh, yeah. yep. I, Anna. 
That's like a 76%, there you go. which would be a C. C. Yeah, 76%. Yeah. Superior Spider Talk. Uh, gave this... Sounds like you have a Missouri education. but anyway. oh. Dang. You... Have you ever been to the Show Me State, by the way, JR? Uh, yeah, I went to Branson once. Oh, that's near me. Very good. Yeah, okay. I've been, I've been to a couple of St. Louis Cardinals games as well. Nice. Okay. Anyway. But that was before, that was before Senator Aiken. No. Good God. And before they decide to elect a dead guy to the Senate. Same guy. Same. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, Superior Spider Talk gave it 4.5 out of 10. They said bad. <laughs> this that this story is so limp. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> Who said this? Superior, Superior Spider, Spider Talk. Talk. This story oh is. Oh, my God. Normally they're. Yeah, they love it. They, Not they this one. Oh, they, they hated this thing. They hate. They both. They this, hated this, this story is so it. limp. It's a shame to the reliable workmanship of Giuseppe Camoncoli's pencils. Camoncoli really delivers in a few stunning panels depicting Scorpio's raw power and capability of destruction. However, even I, have a lover as a lover of his work, have to admit a growing comfort comfortability with his work. I've often marveled at his speed and growth on the title, but he's never been the most <coughs> icon, iconographic penciler the book has seen. And for all the time in the book, I sense that uh, I've seen his full range completely expressed. As much as I love the work on some of the all-time spider artists, there comes a time when the book needs a fresh and distinctive new look to pump some new energy. With Ramos working on Extraordinary X-Men, this series is hungering for a new and distinct artist to freshen things up. Where do wow. they talk about the, the besides the penciling? Let's see in this review. Yeah, normally, normally they 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 try to kind of butter up Scott or uh, Dan Slot. Slot. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I guess I guess when the issue sucks, they have to take it out on the artist instead. Uh, they under the bad, they say it's a disappointing non-ending that reveals in fantasy instead of revealing character and fresh ideas. Is hmm. absolutely correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's probably the most spot on of of these around the web reviews because yeah. there is no ending. Mm-hmm. No. no, no. Okay, yeah. let's see here. We're going to do spider satellites epically quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, that uh, works okay. for me. Yep. Let's uh, let's see. Who would like to start? Is there any volunteers? I, I will. I will. I will start with Miles. Okay, hit hit me up with Miles. What's going on with the book? What's your grade? What what, so, issue, uh, what issue are we talking about? By the way, we're talking about issue uh, number four. Okay. So uh, or I thought we were on three, or is it already on? I'm sorry, three. That's it. Okay. Three. Okay. What's happening in the book, real quick? So we got uh, Miles's grandmother makes a, a visit, and as a result, um, she's trying to light a fire in the in the boy's ass because mm-hmm. uh, he's he's his grades are slipping, and she's very stereotypical. Um, we also get a fun little um, visit by uh, the new Ms. Marvel. Okay. And um, oh, and and then <laughs> apparently there's a new uh, mutant that's coming to uh, Miles' school and is going to be in Miles' class. Okay. And Gron- Gronky's like, I love this guy. He's my favorite outside of Spider-Man, of course. Right. So uh, balancing balancing the uh, the light the high school. With the uh, are, are you book. enjoying the book? What would you give the gr- book as a grade? I am I, I am enjoying the book. I, I give it a B plus. Okay. Uh, Sarah Pacelli's great. Uh, Bendis is pretty good still, uh, but it really is st- meant for the trade. My biggest yeah. thing about this book and it goes towards my my larger issue with Spider Man is that because they're made Miles in the six one six, it's that they have to make Miles more of a Spider Man book 
than Peter Parker, and yep. so that's why they're going so far with Peter Parker to the other direction. Mm-hmm. That's not Peter Parker anymore. That's very true. But it's it's an enjoyable book, I would agree. I, I do like the book, but I, I don't like the book in the sense that it's it denigrates Peter for for miles for the betterment mm-hmm. of the that book. Uh, yeah. Web Warriors, you got what issue? Do you want to talk about? Um, I'm going to talk about issue five and okay. s- and six because issue five um, basically uh, ends the first arc. The Electros are they're fighting this big battle in the Victorian era um, spider spider world. Uh, so we get, uh, I think. Ashley and George's favorite character from Spider-Verse. Uh, she's now on the team. Uh, Mayday and Captain Britain uh, seemingly die in issue six or issue five, um, which leads us to issue six, which starts, which is starting to set up the new arc. And um, that book's not selling well. It's not selling well. No, it's no. not. And um, there was a bit of an outcry with issue five with Mayday's supposed death in particular. Um, they I allegedly had, killed Mayday? Yes. Oh, please. Because they were hyping this up as this was going to be the game changer, but they actually completely go back on, walk it back in issue six. The very end of issue six, both Captain Britain and Mayday are uh, protecting yeah. the uh, essentially central park of Victoria, England, mm. where the uh, where the big giant bubble of, of electrodes, don't not, you know? I'm not going to cry if this book gets canceled. It's not. It, it 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 will. I will say this. It will probably last for twelve, and then we're going to probably wrap it up. I would agree. Mm-hmm. What's your grade for five and six? Ah, or the, five or the, ser- fir- or the series in general. Five. When I first read it, was it like a D minus to an F? Yeah. I was. I was. I was pissed. Yeah. And then six kind of comes in, and it kind of saves it. The artwork's not bad. It's very cartoony. Mm-hmm. Um, I. It's not. A, it's not a bad book. It's kind of fun. I just wish there was a little bit more to it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of missed potential with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we've got what other books? Who who would like to go next? Any volunteers? Uh, I can go. Okay, uh, you I got those got horrible point one issues. <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> begin to describe what's going yeah. on with this but, thing. You don't have to do issue by issue. Just kind of sum up what's the latest. Okay, because I'm already because I'm already at point point one one point four, in which um yeah uh. Where Julio Rodriguez, I guess he's, if you guys who don't know, he's come back from the dead, and now he's kind of performing, seemingly performing miracles. But apparently, here there's some nefarious work in there. And as I said last time, Peter Parker in this story has been, apparently been bitten by a radioactive Richard Dawkins because he doesn't believe in all this, um, but God and miracles and all this other stuff. And um, and I believe I told, I know Brad, I told you this mm-hmm. uh, off air, and. I know when I've mentioned this before, I mean, um, you were kind of, some, you know, some folks were kind of like, what? Um, but um, just a little quiz, uh, JR here, because he's our Spider-Man historian. Um, how exactly did Uncle Ben die? <laughs> which, which time? <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, just, just in general, just basically in general, that how did Uncle Ben, what the circumstance behind his death? Well, supposedly... You know, the origin for a zillion years, unless you talk to J. Michael Straczynski, was that he died in a home invasion. The burglar shot him. Yeah. However, J. Michael Straczynski says he just happened to be walking by the road and he got hit in the drive-by or something. So, so you're basically saying that he died, that, that Ben Parker died at his house. 
<laughs> he should have, yes. Oh, well, no. you are wrong, because in this yeah. issue, we find out that Peter Ben Parker, when he got shot by the burglar, actually died some hours later in the hospital, oh, witnessed Lord. by Aunt May and Peter Parker watching him die, specifically at 12.01 a.m., and that was the moment where Peter kind of went to, basically went to, basically looked at a crucifix on the wall at this hospital, because apparently, I guess it must have been a Catholic one, and he said, you know, you had the power to save Uncle Ben, and you let him die. You're nothing but a lie. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so so he, he rewrote ASM, or AF-15. Yes, pretty much. Even oh, okay. Though, even though it says flat out that, you know, the cop at the scene says that tells Peter, hey, your uncle was shot and murdered. Not according to Gosh. this story. He was just, he dies later. Awful. So, awful. awful now, see, where, now, now, where is the editor? Where yeah. is the editor in this? I don't think Nick Lowe is actually editing uh, these books. Who actually. is? <laughs> Clearly. Hey, in fairness, Nick Lowe probably wouldn't have caught it. <laughs> yeah. The uh, Maybe the person, <laughs> when they wrote this, the editor doesn't work there anymore. I don't know. <laughs> don't you miss Wacker? No. I don't. never thought I'd say that. No, say that. absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, Wacker is the same guy that had let all three stories one month focus on Peter running out, Spider-Man running out of webbing. So, but that's better than than rewriting Re- AF- Fantasy Fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on. Zach, so, this make up as a shot cue, but Marvel doesn't really care about effing up any of their. Previous Continuity. history story. Uh, they don't, they yeah, I was about to say, how does this re- how does this reconcile with uh, during Slots Run, Aunt May chewing Peter out for you know running out of the house and you know crying when he was fifteen years old? You know well, that the, doesn't uh, reconcile. The infamous Betty Brand issue. I came I came across that. The other um, day. Uh, Mike, what, what's a grade on these? Oh, do you really have to ask? <laughs> is, is this more offensive than slot stuff? I think that is. I really do. Oh, this is this is because the point ones I find are unreadable. Slot, I can I can read a cartoon and understand it. This is damned, and and the art can't save it, and the art's not good. What's maddening about this is the fact that this is supposed to be a limited series and comes out once a month. They still have to get a fill-in artist for this thing. You're kidding me? No, I'm not. My God, man, (laughs) amazing. And there's six no. issues of this, correct? There's six. There was supposed six to be five. Six times four, 24 bucks on this. Oh, I know. God. Wow. <laughs> wow. And it'll probably sell in trades. People will probably buy it in I a trade. I don't know about that, man. Is it, I, think, I think as much as we hammer slots issues this last this current show, the point ones by far are the worst Spider-Man coming, comics coming out. Oh, absolutely. They just, are. It's, it's like horrible. Just, without question. Horrible. It's like they they were released to sit there and say, well, see, it could always be worse. Dan Slot's a genius. <laughs> and refresh me, uh, Slot's issues are not coming out every two weeks, are they? They're they're coming out once a month with these point ones making up the difference. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Well, it's a, it's every other month. It's two two. It goes two one. So uh, like one month, it's it comes out once, and then then the next month it comes out two, and then one and two. So, man. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to jump in here. Yeah. Something even more offensive to the spider, the whole Spider-Man continuity thing by that scene that uh, Mike described was th- the whole crux of Spider-Man is blaming himself for Uncle Ben's death. Exactly. But here, it's oh. not. It's not his fault. It's God's fault. Mm, God, right. it's like that is a. I mean, that's even wow. more. That's yes. even more a violation of Spider-Man. I'm glad you caught that, Jr. Because that good. was exactly my same 
point the problem one of the problems I have with That's this good. thing aside from the big continuity thing That's good. because yeah. it clearly because it clearly shows that Jose Molina who is the writer on this book basically says oh I just have to literally make up something in order for the story to quote unquote work even and, more <laughs> That's a crock of shit why, why would he want to become Spider-Man because he can't fight God <laughs> Well, I mean, so the thing is, yeah. Peter's shown over the years to believe in God. I mean, he's yeah. not, you know, he's he, they've they've wisely kept him from being any particular religion, but yeah. he's always had some kind of faith in God. And then, you know, which, uh, you know, regardless of what you think, I mean, you know, he was I, the way I figured he was raised by two old people, you know, mm-hmm. and you know they they hauled his butt to Sunday school, you know, every yeah. weekend, yeah. you know, and it just it yeah, this stuff is that's yeah. Yeah, I, I can't even begin to describe. I, you know, I agree. This is this is this is F material. That, mm-hmm. I mean, because I always yeah. say, you know, I always reserve the F for things that person that are person are so are offensive and yeah. not just bad. This is definitely F material. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, twenty ninety nine, George. What's going on there? What's going on, with Miggy? Okay, since uh, <laughs> since we're spitballing everything, you hit it. <laughs> um, all right, so. Uh, Recently, we just wrapped up the Inhumans arc, yeah. uh, and Miguel found out that Tempest is not dead, and he wants answers from her mom. Um, or actually, he wants answers, and he and he kicks the crap out of Man Martin, Man Mountain Marco. Yes, he does. That was cool. Uh, they, mm-hmm. it, they've had two fights now, and I mean, just totally wrecks him. And it, it, it's funny to me because he starts pounding on his face, and he really cuts loose, and he's like, and then he holds back, and he's like, "Oh my god, I almost killed this guy!" And I'm like, "Dude, you've cut people's throats before <laughs> during Spider Verse. You you tore out Norman Osborn's throat, <laughs> and now he pulls back, and he's like, "Oh my god, no, I, I almost killed this guy." And I'm like, that I had a problem with that because I was like, "This is not consistent with what I've seen of you before." Um, anyway. So he, he finally gets to the location of Tempest's mom, tracks her down. She tries to kill him because it turns out she has superpowers. She can blast stuff like with her hands, like uh, energy blasts. But uh, he dodges. You know, He's able to stay. And finally she comes down, and she's like, look, no, uh, my first husband was like a mob guy. I mean, he ran away from home a long time ago. But, uh, oh, hey, yeah, I accidentally killed my second husband because uh, I got mad at him when I found out he was taking pervy pictures of uh, Tempest when she was a kid. And then Miguel's like, what the hell? <laughs> Miguel's just staring at her like, good God. You know? like, wow. like, what did I just walk myself into? What did into? I walk into, right? Uh, and then meanwhile, uh, the new bad guys that we've been setting up for a long time now, the Fist, uh, their leader finds the inhuman chick from the uh, previous arc on the side of a mountain. Who's been, she's been hiding out after she injured her girlfriend uh, in the church. Uh, the end. There you go. What's your grade on it? I, I, gave this, I gave this one uh, a B-. minus. Yeah, um, the Mickey wait, wait, off the character group is the fist. Yeah, the is that any, like related to the hand? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe I mean they they, they they both wear red, so it's funny. Probably, but uh, no, I give I give it a B minus. Um, the fight with Marco was really really good. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so just as their fight was in the hospital. And uh, I think it was last issue or the issue before last. I can't remember now. And um, but at the same time, I when I noticed that that Miguel was being contradictory when he's like pulling back after he's like, "Oh my God, I almost killed this guy," and he's a villain. But you know, uh, villains don't deserve to get killed. I'm like, "No, dude, you tore a dude's throat out." Stop. <laughs> I saw you do it. Yeah. Stop. You know. So it was a little inconsistent. Okay. From, uh, still, it's it's been better. The Inhumans arc. Uh, the, it, 
it almost lost me. I, it really yeah. was kind of tilting, and I didn't enjoy it yeah. as much. But this one I've enjoyed more. All right, Ashley, you've got uh, Gwen, Silk, and Spider Woman. Which one do you want to do first? Oh, it's actually. I'll start with um. This is actually a little tricky because they all actually in their latest issues they all come together in a big crossover event. That's fine. So I guess I'll start with Silk because okay. that's actually been my favorite so far. That okay. I've actually what's going on with Silk? Um, so with Silk, I believe we last left off where she was teamed up with Black Cat. She was actually um, and turned out she's actually a double agent working with Shield to figure out what Black Cat is doing, and she's also working for Black Cat to kind of uncover what's going on with the Goblin Nation. Mm-hmm. So we're going back with that. She... Oh. Oh, man. Sorry, this was like a couple weeks ago that I read these. <laughs> it's okay. What, I mean, what's your overall grade for the latest issue, you think? I, I, um, I do want to go through it. Um, she ends... I can't remember. She had gotten turned into... You know, she'd been injected with the goblin serum, mm-hmm. right? And Felicia had the antidote for that. And ultimately, she goes and they both raid the goblin nation. And Silk actually, yeah, Felicia orders Silk to um, to end, you know, the goblin kings, Bill Yurik, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. tripping. Um, so she actually like kind of follows through with it. Like she holds him up and she drops him off the side of a building. She's getting, like, super pissed off because of what he did to her brother, you know. Anyone who's been following, he kidnapped her brother and essentially, like, drugged him and um, used him as part of his goblin army. And he was, you know, really damaged from that. He was in recovery, luckily, but she's still very, you know, obviously very, takes it very personally. Right. So, she legit, like, goes after him with the intent of killing him. We see her later with, um, you know, Mockingbird's kind of, like, interrogating her afterwards. Like, did you know that he would survive? She didn't actually kill him. He survived the fall. Right. And um, she says, oh, yeah, yeah, I knew. But you can tell, like, right. she didn't know and she didn't care. So what's and, your gra- what's grade for the series, you think? Uh, okay. Um, right now, yeah, I'd say it's a um, B+. Plus. Okay. Uh, How about... I legitimately look forward to... What's wrong with... What's wrong, Mike? Oh, nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So B, B for Silk, right? Is that what you said? No, it's B plus. Okay, B plus. Uh, spider. Go. I'll go Spider Gwen next. Okay. Um, What's going on there? More with um with yeah. Before we were with I'm totally uh, Harry. I totally blanked. Um, and he's the Green Goblin in the Earth sixty six universe. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of dealing with the you know the sense of guilt that Gwen had with um, her involvement and, you know, Peter becoming the lizard and her origins from there. And um, Captain America ends up coming in. They take down um, they take down Harry and he and Gwen have a heart-to-heart about, you know, like, what's the right thing to do from here. I really like that moment between them because it shows that, you know, even though, you know, they went through all this, like, she still considers him her friend and they're... Um, uh, she's really willing to try and patch things up. So okay, I oh, had a good heart part, and um, we also see her like they conclude the arc with her making up with her dad, and he decides to just let the whole like before he had been the cop investigating the Spider Woman case, and we see him just kind of let that go, and he's like, you know, I'm going to trust you, 
and I just want to be your dad from now on. That's cool. And that's kind of how in that art. What's your grade it's for that one? Um, I would say another. I would say another B plus. It's just really cool. solid. I'm really looking forward to like having all of Spider Gwen collect. Like I've said this before, I'm looking forward to having it all collected, and I want to go through and reread it again. I'm not okay. into it so much issue by issue, but I think once everything's all collected and finished out, it's going to be really, really good. Cool, Spider Woman. Um, Spider Woman. Big news. We finally figure out where the baby came from. Oh, I don't even know this. Go ahead. Yeah, Which I, I, I am learning this as we speak. I, I'm not caught well, up get, on my Spider Woman. Get ready, Brad. All right, hit me. No. Who, who is the father, Maury? There's no father. What? She actually, I think <clears throat> she is it Immaculate Conception. I can't remember. I can't remember who <clears throat> her boyfriend was at the time, but like she had a, ended up having a baby scare and like thought she was pregnant, but ended up not being like that. Ended up not being the case. But then she realized, like, in the anticipation, she actually wanted, like, she got really attached to the idea, and she thought, you know, I really want to be a mom. Okay. So she went and, um, you know, used a sperm bank and, you know, went from there. Uh-huh. So we don't so, know who the father is? We will yes, someday, I imagine. It's just, yeah. The, it's some anonymous test tube baby. is basically it's, donor. Yeah. So not so a, she, guarantee she, uh, it'll be coming up later. It wasn't an oopsie baby. It was just she consciously made the decision like I I want to be a mother and I don't you know, I don't need huh. I don't need any of these other factors to line up. I'm gonna make this choice. So I thought that was I I've liked the Spider Woman coming. No, I, I did not. I did not. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Hawkeye. And I know I've been seeing a lot of praise for like the I think it was issue six where we kind of see her going through the first stages of like being a mother and she's like completely run yeah. ragged. And I think, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not in that point in my life yet, but I've seen a lot of people like who are parents who could really relate to that, who are just like, yeah, this is like parenthood in a nutshell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just that series. It's, of it's definitely something I haven't ever seen in a comic, at least from Marvel mm-hmm. of a mom, uh, pregnant and, and a newborn and fighting crime, etc. It's definitely something yeah. new. So I appreciate that for it. And I was thinking too, like before I wasn't really sure, you know, I'm not really into this, you know, this isn't, I'm not really sure what's the, um, you know, what's compelling about this, but thinking about it more, I'm like, it'll be actually interesting to see like how this kid grows up. Like, is the kid going to have powers? Is she going to have to deal with like, the, mm, you know, yeah. raising a, not just raising a kid as a superhero, but raising a kid with, you know, potential superpowers and, so that'll be interesting. So that's um, two Spider Women with kids. We've got uh, uh, Jessica Drew, and we've got um, oh, what's the Spider Man Two, Spider Woman Two, from Secret Wars, uh, who's now Madam Web. Um, what Je- Je- uh, Jessica Carpenter also mm-hmm. is a mom. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I would say so far Spider Woman's a B minus because it's okay. getting better, but it's still just like quite like I can't. I I can't quite find a reason to like put it at the top yeah. of my reading list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's entertaining then, though. I think I like it. Yeah, and yeah. then just the I'll go over the crossover event they're doing real quick between mm-hmm. all three issues. Um, I think they're going into Earth sixty six, you know, Spider Gwen's um, world. Mm-hmm. To I think they're investigating Silk, which you know, in um in Earth sixty six is kind of an equivalent to Hydra, mm. and it turns out that. Uh, Cindy Moon Silk is actually the head of this evil villain organization called, you know, named after her, called Silk, and who is, um, you know, the one perpetrating 
all of these, um, I, I guess just these, like they're, they're behind an oil spill. They're kind of like behind, it's, it's just an evil business conglomerate. Okay, and that's well, pulling the strings behind all of these, you know, shady incidents. It's, you know, typical and, stuff. And is this the spider, is it, is it a one shot called Spider Women? Is that what I think we were talking about? No, it's actually, okay. it's, it's a all crossover the three, done through. All three through, issues. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got so it. Spider Women is a part yeah. of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we see um, any grade out of the Spider Woman crossovers at this point. Um, it's yeah, it did just conclude with Spider Woman. Yeah. I'd say this like event itself. Yeah, like the event itself wasn't that interesting. I liked all the different little takes on the characters and like seeing their their sides of it. Like with Cindy, she gets to see her her parents again. She finds her parents in that universe. Yeah, but. They haven't seen her in three years, so they hate her so and think she's abandoned them. So it sounds like the women titles are in a lot better hands than the ASM books. Yeah, and I have to say, like, I never imagined myself liking Silk as much. Yeah, like, it's, 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 just it's amazing such, what a good writer will do. It's amazing, and I think back to how she was introduced and all mm-hmm. the, the hormone crap and how she couldn't yep. keep her, like, ugh, ugh, I just, yep. I just, like, gag thinking about it. I'm like, who would look at that and think, like, that's good yeah, writing? I just don't. Exactly. I don't. I can't even. Just, the ugh. two I got that I don't think anybody else reads, uh, Venom and Carnage. Um, uh, I started reading Carnage because you're like, this got Jerry Conway, you dumbass. Well, it, it, I'm going to re- review Venom first. I, Carnage is pretty good. I like it. Uh, <laughs> Venom number five is the latest one I read by Robbie Thompson, Ariel Olivetti. Amazing art. I love his mm-hmm. stuff. He he did a good yeah. cable uh, too back in the day. The only uh, con I have about uh, Venom <clears throat> one he's he's I like I said last time we did satellites. I want to dislike this issue, but this series, but I can't. <clears throat> Venom, I think his best is Spider Man's villain. Uh, but I I I I, I, I want to dislike it, but I can't. Which is I'm probably going to give this issue a C plus. Uh, if not a B minus, my my cons are mainly it's hard to keep track of um, who, who's on the mic scratching. Mike, can you mute for a little bit? Oh yeah, there you go, there you go. Well, okay, now he's muted. Okay, uh, it's hard to keep track of the villains' names and uh, one power crazy Gramocian named Mercure. Whoa! All right. Uh, <laughs> Mark, oh, let's see. How do you even say his name? Mercurio is the big bad. And basically, on different planets, he has uh, these machines that steal resources. And uh, there's also a, uh, let's see, there's a space panda assassin by the name of Pick Rolo. He looks just like a panda, or she looks like a panda. And, uh, again, it sounds damned goofy. But uh, Flash, as we know, is part of the Guardians of the Galaxy, so he's out in outer space. We open the book with a nice flashback of ASM-5, Spider-Man fighting Doctor Doom. Uh, Flash also on his spaceship has a uh, robot named 803 uh, that talks to him, etc. Uh, someone has stolen the panda's baby, so Flash is going to help the panda get the baby back. And uh, a couple pros I like of it. I like the symbiote. By the way, they've named the symbiote of Venom. He comes from a group called uh, the Clintar species. So, anyway, weird. Like I said, exactly. So, anyway, I like that the symbiote talks 
the Flash, and uh, I, I think that's kind of cool. So anyway, the uh, who's opening a cold one? What are we having? <laughs> That'd be that was me. I, uh, I there you go. Coke Zero. There you go. Anyway, uh, Flash, the Symbiote eight hundred three, and Pick uh, say, "Let's go down to the planet where they're." The big bad is holding your your baby. They launch a symbiote rocket. Uh, the the black suit covers a rocket as it goes. Rockets are big, very popular right now. I guess so. Uh, so they 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 sneak into the big bad's uh, area where he's uh, holding the baby. Uh, last minute change. The the panda uh, flips and uh, sabotages Venom. Venom goes unconscious. The symbiote is stripped from Flash uh, and goes on to the Big Bad. The the in, issue ends with the, the Big Bad uh, covered in the symbiote. Again, I man, do I want to dislike this, but the art and the, the Flash Thompson uh, character and the suit talking, I, I want to dislike it, but I can't. I'd recommend picking it up. I, I, I've seen a lot worse in point one issues this month. Uh, Carnage number six starts a new story called Sea Devil by Conway. Opens with a young lady in the middle of the sea, and she sees an explosion in in the sea, and she gets her binoculars, goes out, and finds Cletus Cassidy on a raft with uh, boards shoved in his leg, like just messed up. His you can you can cut him in half, and he will still survive. I don't understand how that works. Anyway, she she nurses Cletus back to uh, health. Uh, he looks really rough. He's also got the the Darkhold book in uh, his bag that survived the explosion. Uh, and then uh, he's cured. The Darkhold uh, Darkhold uh, cures his body, etc. And I like the the suspense of a, a suicidal maniac in a tight space of a boat with a young lady who was just trying to do good and help someone that was injured. And he just goes batshit crazy on her, and she hides, and, and tendrils come through, and uh, uh, just insane, and, and eventually uh, covers her with parts of the symbiote, etc., and then she calls herself Jubal... Jubu Lily, I think. Anyway, she gets possessed by the symbiote who's got the dark hold and then blows up Cletus on the ship. But, you know, he can take a hit. So she's uh, floating around. That's what she said. Yeah. So she's floating around the ocean and all of a sudden the crew that's been looking for Cletus, uh, which consists of John Jameson, Eddie Brock, uh, and Victoria Montesi. I forget who she is, I think. Uh, but anyway, they they rescue her and to be continued. Uh, Victoria Montesi. Yeah, who is Victoria Montesi? I'm not sure. Is she with Doctor Strange. She's, w- she's with um, um, what's she's the- with the Darkhold. Um, yeah. When they, okay. When, they like, were, when that comic was around. I got you. I got you. Uh, I think it was the father or her grandfather that came up with the Montesi formula that didn't wipe out the vampires. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. At one point, it like yeah, that's, for like a long time, there weren't vampires in Marvel because of the Montesi formula. That's gonna yeah that was when that Stearns Doctor Strange. Yes. Okay. There you go. This as a matter of fact it was. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, the in- issue ends there. Uh, C plus B minus again. Uh, I'm like I li- a lot of lot of that I liked. It reminded me of that uh, Nicole Kidman movie uh, where she was on a boat with a killer. 
Uh, I'm on a boat. <laughs> dead, dead something. I forget what it was. Dead calm. Dead calm. There you go. It was my, her and uh, Billy Zane. Yeah, or, there you go. Or as my friend Justin's mom likes to call him, Diamond Dies. <laughs> anyway, Diamond Dies. That that is the issues. I haven't read the Spider Man Silk Team Up book. Uh, has anybody read that? Is that any good? That's the only. I started. I started reading it. Uh, I don't. I, I wasn't reading the Infinite Comic. I was reading it. Is it any good? It, it's okay. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because it's it's a basically a story where, due to tra- time travel shenanigans, Cindy yeah. and, and Peter go back to um, back in time, and so Peter interacts with Uncle Ben. Um, is anybody know who Tom Grummet is? Yeah, an artist. He's an artist. Yeah. Okay, he, d- he did uh, a lot of work on Superman. Very mm. Bagley-esque. They've got him... And um, our good friend, oh, what's his name? He did the uh, Clone Saga miniseries, did the Obama issue. Uh, oh, yeah. What's his name? Uh, I've, in- I've interviewed him. <laughs> oh, crap. Uh, Todd uh, Nock. Todd Nock. There you go. There you go. Todd Nock. Yeah, I like Tom his pencils. Grum- yeah, nice. Todd Nock and Tom Grumman are doing the, uh, so, doing the book. So you recommend that one? It's all- a good book. Also, uh, we didn't mention this in the rundown, uh, all new Avengers not enjoying it. Miles is in it briefly. Uh, he does again. This is where the, the whoever Spider Man is in yeah. the Avengers suffers from the same syndrome. Yeah, he's there to make a quip. He's there to do something cute or yeah. funny, and it serves it, no it, it, it other. Really, function. It really doesn't sound like Miles's voice either. It sounds like Spider Man in, in Miles's suit. Yes, it's it, it's a it, wasted, yeah. wasted. Not not a fan of that that volume by Wade. All it right. Didn't help that it's in a crossover right now. Yeah, my God. That's a lot of reviews, gang. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. 